Hi guys and girls, welcome to episode 104 of the Spartans in Pajamas podcast. I am your host as always, Loz. Uh, also, also always with me is Dolph. Hello. And I think we've got Star knocking around somewhere as well. Oh. And we might have uh, a few other people joining us later on, but for now it's just the three of us. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> trying to think what we've done since last time, because it, it doesn't feel like it's been two weeks. Yeah, but it has. I know. That's why I was. I was like, hmm, with it, and then uh, I. I was wondering, like, really, where I was in the, in the whole th- scheme of thinking, where I was and things. I, my brain is a bit dumb today, so yeah. Um, yeah, it was like it's been two weeks already. Fuck. So yes, it has. Uh, and it seems like we managed to scrape enough for a podcast. Yeah, last day or so, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, I, I was looking through like Google Recommends and stuff, just trying to find stuff. Um, and some of the topics we've got are only um, good enough if um, we have uh, Lollet turn up. Because Lollet's got a couple that we'd like her to go through and we always love when Lark's here because she likes to ramble as much as I do and it's funny so <clears throat> damn my, my friends just sent me like the biggest fucking hot dog ever oh nice I mean this is like a, it's at least a foot long at least. It sticks out the end of the, the, the cob or the, the whatever the fuck they call this uh, the hot dog bun. Um on both sides and then she's got like chips to go with it or fries if you're American. And then some kind of uh, pepper salad thing on the side. And it's dressed up so it's got like jalapenos and I assume cheese. Fuck this. Yeah. Make me young. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean that's just like I was like, what the fuck? So if <laughs> I might post it in the in the memes and stuff later on, depending mm-hmm. if I remember or not. Um, well, yeah, I, I'm trying to think what I've been doing since last time. Um, fuck, I ain't, I ain't got a clue. Been at work. <coughs> uh, looking after the boy, and and just dealing with things. <laughs> Just getting on with it. Um. So yeah, that's been mine. I've I've not really. Without like talking about some of the the things, um. In the in the what you call it in the actual topics, I can't can't really uh. Like say much about that. I'm just yeah, it's just been okay. It just. Me getting to grips with the new style of how I deal with things because I am trying to uh, improve myself I'm not going to go into details on that but um, it does mean I, I do have this different way of thinking now and it's a bit more positive I've been very down on myself a lot and to be like more positive about myself is always a good thing um, mm. so yeah that's been me I'm on this slow path to getting fucking awesome so you know <laughs> uh, 
Oh, you've always got that uh, notebook you got sent as well. People have to, to, to look through. Yep. No. I. I yep. Um, fuck it. I'll just get into it. So, I've been going to counselling for stuff that happened uh, to me when I was younger, and uh, it's heavy. It's heavy stuff. I'm not going to get mention all the shit that went on with it, but it's heavy. And the guy sent me uh, a book of things they love about me. Now, uh, like me going to see. The, a counselor to basically work through my problems uh i showed them the book and we went through the book and she helped me see what you guys see about me um better because there were some things i'm like nah i don't feel like that's real um and that and it's like the way she pointed them out it's like it was logical and it made sense to me so i was happy and it's it's all about the the fact that I have had literally an emotional protective armor on me for so long and now it's time to take it off because it's becoming heavy. The battery yeah. that holds the armor up has drained <coughs> past what its usefulness is. But it's not getting rid of the armor, it's making it more lightweight and more um wearable. Yeah, wearable and also removable. So I can have days where I can feel just shitty and crappy and stuff, but it's good because that's what I should be feeling and not just grumpy and tired and yes everything's okay so um yeah it's a bit of a heavy start to the podcast me talking about that but um excuse me you know i feel like i need to be a bit more transparent with things so if i can and do throw out stuff like that then it's, it's you know it's, it's for the betterment of myself yeah. so and i do also say to everybody who is suffering with like depression or uh some kind of deep trauma that you've been just bottling up or stuff like that go and talk to somebody about it because it is such a killer it it can lead to all sorts of bad situations um i've been quite lucky that the only bad situations i've had due to it is just not being able to do relationships properly but that's something that once i'm aware of myself and better at myself i will then be better at doing stuff like relationships and shit so um yeah like i said i'm i'm getting fucking awesome now and while it will be times where hey the podcast gets put back a, a day or two because i wasn't feeling it i was really fucking mentally tired um the last time we went to do the podcast and i <coughs> put it back a day because no one was really available either, and I didn't want to hold down a podcast with just the two of us. Um, and like today, it's there's only three of us here at the moment, but I feel like I'm mentally fortified and 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 in a better place where I can do the podcast and it not be a drain on me. Because that's the thing with the podcast; I don't want this to be a drain on me. I want this to be a good outlet for us all. And have fun and talk shit and just be great. Um, so yeah, that that's that's my pre-ramble. And yes, it was heavy, but sometimes, you know, not all the pre-rambles are gonna be funny. They are gonna be quite heavy. Mm. So I apologize. Um so Dolph, how was your After that, he's gonna say you can't be fucking <coughs> like I've lost an arm. Well, that'll beat me. 
I'm, I've been okay. I've been a bit tired for the last few days, but yeah, it's just the heat. Yeah. Because, you know, uh, houses in England, um, uh, we're nice and cool, we're nice and warm in the winter, but it gets toasty as fuck in the, when it gets to the hot months because our houses are insulated to fuck. Yep. Right, it's brick building versus wooden plyboard board and shit. Yeah, then you've got all the, um, insulating shit between the walls. So, yeah. Yep. 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 It's essentially, I don't know, a brick, uh, Sleeping bag, essentially. Mm, that's great, though. It's like when it gets down to like minus weather, and you've still got quite a nice warmth going on in your house. It's really good. Yeah, I find when it gets too cold, I can always light a candle or two, let the warm warm the bedroom up, and boom, you're done. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like this is why fans are so important here in the UK because we don't have central heating. That's air well, conditioning. Air conditioning. We yeah. have central heating, just our, not air conditioning. Yeah, our central heating is. We make things hot. We don't make things cold. So it's either you have warmth, or that's it. So in summer, so if you if you open if you open windows up in the summer in in England because the houses are insulated, you let in all that heat in, and it just gets even more fucking unbearable inside. Yeah, that's why fans. The best also... best we can do really is <clears throat> block block the windows up with um pieces of cardboard or say, you know um. A blackout curtains kind of thing. Yeah, I'll get fans and blow the, hey, the air around. Hello. Hey, Jazz. We're, we're just good to hear. It's good to hear from you. I've been so busy. I'm sorry. No, don't sorry? don't ever apologize for being busy. Okay. I, I hate being you're, busy. I know, but real, it's, real life comes first. Though. Yeah, exactly. Real life comes first. The podcast is a thing that me and Dolph do because it is become it has become like mine and Dolph's baby at this point, um, and. You guys join us when you can. We don't ever expect you to drop everything. Just drop and, the thing and come yeah. to us. Yeah. This, this I wish is... I could, though. <clears throat> yeah, I know. And it's You're always good when we have you. We love having you here. So, uh, we were just doing the pre-ramble. I've just been saying how uh, I've been dealing with stuff recently and getting myself into a, a place where I can be more awesome. And um, Dolph had just been telling us about his thing. So, uh, would you like to regale the podcast guys that are listening about what you've been up to since we last heard from the person that is Jazzy? I'm literally either about to fight all of my coworkers or just quit altogether. <laughs> Have you got like the the? Oh, I want to. How do I put it? Because if I say the nows, I don't think that works. The uh, knowledge and shit to set up your own business um i do it on the side but i don't have the clientele to actually fully make a profit from it yeah um but yeah so basically at the beginning of april i photographed a wedding with one of my coworkers just as a side job and then she messages me at the end of the month saying that she shouldn't have paid me as much as she did because the images were that I took were blurry, were out of focus, it looked like I was using the wrong shutter speed, and the bride was unhappy with those images. I'm like, okay, why didn't you tell me this before and everything, you know, that this just seems also very unprofessional. And then she mentions that she showed both albums and was just like this is mine and this is the other photographers 
Wow. So that was even more unprofessional. I'm like, okay, but if you were unsatisfied with the pictures, why would you show it to your client? Yeah. So that pissed me off. And then two weeks ago, we had pretty much a, an appointment book in the studio filled. So we needed more people there. I showed up and I was just like, all right, it's going fine. Like we had a couple people come early and it was still spaced out and everything all fun and good. And then one o'clock hits. I'm like, all right, cool. When's my person coming in? Cause they were supposed to be in at 1130. And then everybody's just like, Oh, I'm sick. I can't go in today. I can't do it today. And I'm like, okay. One, you didn't mention you were sick yesterday. And we could have had this all situated. Someone claimed she had allergies and couldn't come into the studio, but can do outdoor appointments, which made absolute no sense. And yeah, so I, I, I ended I up having <clears throat> so many appointments by myself. Yeah. And I had an anxiety attack at work. And my boss went off on everyone. And only me and one other person are allowed to request days off now because of this whole situation. <laughs> And I'm just like, okay. And this past Sunday, I ended up working with the people who didn't show up on that Sunday. And one's just like, hey, I want to apologize for not showing up um, last week. I was sick. <clears throat> I mean, I'm still a little sick, as you can tell. And I'm like, that was such a fake cough, but okay. And then um, she ended up apologizing about the whole wedding situation and it's just like I'm sorry like I messaged you as soon as um what was it like what um oh sorry I just read your messages okay. <laughs> um she's just like I'm sorry about the whole wedding situation I messaged you as soon as she messaged me and I'm like, I still find it unprofessional. Like, she was trying to apologize, and she was looking for me to say, I forgive you, or whatever. And I said, I still find it very unprofessional for you to even do that. I'm going to get back to work now. And I kept working, and she, her face dropped, and she's like, fuck. I sincerely, sincerely fucked up. Yeah, it's like, you can't be like, oh, I'm, be sorry that I, I was unprofessional in how I dealt with things. You, you shouldn't have been like, here's one photographer, here's the other. You should have pushed them all together and been like pick yeah, the ones like, you like out of them exactly that's what you're supposed to do when you're photographing especially with other people and especially since you say you're the one that's going to be editing all the pictures you no matter what and so i'm like all right cool and i was going to share one of my families that i photograph like constantly mm -hmm. because it gets to the point where they book me and i'm like okay we have this time slot but then they keep adding more family and so it keeps getting bigger so i do need another photographer and i was gonna offer her the job but because of this whole wedding situation i'm just like i never want to work with you outside of the studio ever again because of how unprofessional you are yeah. especially since like the day of that wedding she messaged me the uh, like what was it uh in november asking if i want to photograph a wedding i'm like yeah sure down then she re-asked me in January, and I was like, okay, we already talked, can you give me more information about it? And nothing. 
And then the day before, she's like, hey, do you want to photograph a wedding? I'm like, is this the same wedding? <laughs> like, okay, so I clearly should have turned it down. Um, and then when I was just like, okay, what time do we have to be there and all this other stuff? What do we need to do? Like, are we getting before, um, like, them getting ready, all the decorations, you know, and stuff like that? And she's just like, well, I have this, so we'll get there around this time. And I'm just like, well, I can get there. Like, I have my own car. I can drive there, get all these pictures. She's like, no, it's fine. I'll pick you up at this time. And I'm like, okay. And then day of, she's like, can you bring this? Can you bring this? Can you bring this? So she was unprepared. And I had to provide a lot of this stuff. And I'm like, you hired me, not me hiring you. So, And then the day... Oh, she's just like, okay, where should I stand? What should I do? It's just like, have you photographed a wedding before? Because I've only assisted weddings. I've yeah. never been the primary person. So it was been interesting. And then with work, it's just like, I'm supposed to get my, like, for the preschool part, I'm supposed to get my miles reimbursed. And, like, we submit it. My boss approves it. The next person approves it, and then it gets sent out to be paid. I wait so long for this, and I'm like, I can't go to my jobs because I don't have the money. And she's just like, I mean, I can spot you $20 for gas. I'm like, that'll get me to the center, but that's it. Like, gas is so expensive right now. Yeah. Not even funny. No, I have a friend who's got similar thing. They have to ferry their child back and forth to the, the school that they go to, and... They, they get the reimbursement from the local council and they are currently chasing the fuck out of them to get the money back. And they're just yeah, dragging so their feet. Because yeah, I'm waiting for my next paycheck right now. Like, I submitted this on Wednesday. My boss literally waited until, like, Thursday night to actually submit it. And then Friday, the next person submitted it and it was supposed to be sent for payment and I still haven't received it. And I'm like, okay, even That's though my center go... is close by, yeah. where's my money? Um, and then also, I don't know if the last time I talked about my tire being completely ripped. No, but you, you told me no. about that, but you, you weren't on yeah. the podcast. But... <laughs> so I went to a center and I happened to run out to my car because I forgot something in my car and I looked down at one of my tires and it started like peeling. And so I'm like, fuck, how the fuck am I going to get home? Because I know my brother and my dad will tell me not to drive on it. Yep. And um, the fucking person who came to replace my tire to put on the spare was just like, well, do you have a spare? And I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's in the trunk. And he's just like, okay, I can't do anything if I don't have a spare. I was just like, what the fuck? He also was giving me attitudes because I didn't answer my phone when he tried calling, but I didn't receive any incoming calls. And I also have a spam protection so that if I don't have your number in my phone, it goes straight to voicemail. Yeah. And this motherfucker pulls behind my car and just like, oh, I tried calling you and you didn't answer. And I'm like, okay, I'm sorry about that, but like, this is what happened. And he's just like, oh, I have that too. But if I know someone's, I'm getting a service done, I turn that shit off. And I'm like, I'm, I'm assuming he, the, the guy... You need to know that guy's number, though, before you can turn that shit off. True. Uh, or that guy has had this happen to them a lot, and that's that's just frustration. Sure. Then, professional, though. Oh, yeah, but... He was sure. just like, it was very unprofessional. And then he was just like, 
oh, how far do you have to go? And I'm like, oh, I have to go all the way back to this city. And he's just like, oh, no, you can't make it that far on this tire and on a spare. And I'm like, if I drive slow, I'm able to because, like, that's the only safe way to get home. And he's just like, no, you have to go to the nearest tire shop. And I'm like, I wish I could, but I don't have money for that. And he's just like, well, you aren't going to make it home. And I'm like, bitch, fucking watch me. And then he looks at the tire. He peels off the little part that was coming off, looks at it, and it's just like, you can make it home on this tire. With the wires showing. That, that's illegal. You get pulled and over And I looked for at that. him. I was just like, well, no, you can't get pulled over for that, especially because you can't really tell when you're driving. But if I would have hit something wrong, and I if I listened to him, my tire would have exploded and my fender would have been damaged. Mm-hmm. We had a blowout, yeah. So I was just like, no, can you put my spare on? And he's just like, okay, you're not going to make it. And I was just like, oh my god, dude. And then he finally left. And then he's just like, can you give me five stars? Fuck no. Get out of my face. Move your fucking truck. Let me leave. I, I'm being an unbearable cum, but can you give me five stars? <laughs> <laughs> I love that shit. No. That's great. And then when I got the review... I gave uh, my insurance all five stars, and then when it came to his service, I didn't even give him a star, and they're just like, oh, why why not? And I put this long description on what happened. I was just like, hell no. <laughs> and my dad said if he didn't feel like I was going to make it home on a spare, he should have called for a tow truck. Yeah. So that's been my stressful well, life. What was it? Spares have... Because they're usually skinnier, aren't they? They have like a, a limit to how fast you can go, but where yeah, you live, a... is you don't go that fast anyway, do you? Because it's usually wall-to-wall uh, traffic. Yeah, me. like that part, I was in traffic, but I knew I couldn't drive fast, so I had my hazards on the whole time going like 40. But I could also, my dad said, you could make it up to at least 65. This guy was telling me I can only make it 20, 30 miles on a spare. No, I think you can do like a hundred miles on a spare. They usually have it depends it on, on how fast you're driving too. Yeah, it's like um, the max limit is about what fifty miles an hour here in in the UK for a spare tire, and that's good for like a hundred miles or so. But you've got to get it sorted sooner rather than later. <clears throat> it depends on what road you're having as well. If this is it, potholes all over the place, then it's not oh, gonna last that long. Yeah, it's gonna rip the shit out of it. Cause... Yeah, but that was the first time buying tires too, and my brother got mad at me. <laughs> I've had my car for four years. You've done well four years and no tire fucking uh, problems until then. Yeah. And, like, I couldn't work for a week. And so my boss ended up getting my schools covered. And then one of the people who was supposed to cover my Thursday-Friday school called out sick. And so my boss calls me at, like, four in the morning. Mind you, I've also been up 24 hours. And she's just like, hey, can you cover your school? And I'm like, how the hell am I going to get there? I don't have my car. I'm getting my tires today. And she's just like, oh, I'll pick you up and drive you, and we'll take your set and all this other stuff. And I'm like, okay, Zara, I haven't gone to sleep. Like, I I need to go to bed. Like, I'm already feeling like I'm not going to make it. And she's just like, oh, I'll help assist you so it goes better. I haven't been able to sleep either. I'm like, you don't understand. I've been up almost 24 hours. And she's like, it's fine. <laughs> I was just like, oh, great. So I closed my eyes for like 20 minutes. I woke up and then my body started shutting down. So then like, I felt like I was going to throw up every step I took. So I, she gets there. She gets to my house. 
I give her my set, and I'm like, I can't go with you. And she's just like, what? And I'm like, I don't feel good. And she's like, but I need you to go tomorrow because I can't because I have a doctor's appointment. I'm like, how the hell am I supposed to get there? I'm getting my tires. And she's just like, I can pick you up and like early and then drop you off and all this other stuff. I'm like, okay, if that's what you gotta do, then fine. Tomorrow I'll be there. Then after she finishes the day, she's like, I don't need you. We agreed that I can start late at a later time so I can make my appointment. And I'm like, okay, leave me the fuck alone then. <laughs> and she's been promising me a position as a photo supervisor in Las Vegas for a year and a half. And she just told the whole team that she's getting the Vegas team taken away from her. So I'm like, oh, okay, that just means that it's going to go to me, right? She's having everybody apply for it. <laughs> So, and I'm like, what? <laughs> so, there's a possibility I'm not going to get that team at all. That's fun. Another reason why I want to quit. Yeah. So, your catch up was a lot longer than our catch ups. Sorry. <laughs> hey, Star, how, how's your. I'm all good, thanks. <laughs> you sounded better okay. anyway. That's good because I know you went very well last podcast. Yeah, I'm, I'm plodding along, good, keeping good. Dolphin check. Right, <laughs> she wishes. So, what do you mean you wishes? So, with the you domestic wish. in the background, shall we get onto the preramble, uh, off and gone, and into the, uh, into the actual podcast topics for this evening? Yeah. So, first one's mine. Um, Amazon are useless. Go on. So, Star had a delivery the other day. I'm not going to say what it was because it was. Something that she's been waiting for for a while. <laughs> How and many along with. Say again? How many batteries does it take? It, doesn't, it wasn't, a, wasn't a battery operated. operated. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, along, along with the parcel that arrived was also another package. I was like, oh, I remember her ordering this as well. Looked in the package, uh, different name, different postcode, different address. I'm like, well. Looks like someone's fucked up there, don't they? So, you know, I had a quick look on my phone. I put the post, put, put the um, postcode in. I was like, "Oh, that's actually not. That's not actually that far." So, I, I literally, I, I literally got my shoes on, got my jacket, got my keys, and I was maybe two hundred yards away. Yeah. So literally, where we are, it was um, uh, two, well, two estates from where we were. Right. So I knocked on the lady's door. I was like, "Hi, oh, is, is this?" Is this is this so and so? She's like, yeah, that's me. I was like, well, I actually have your parcel. He's like, did you? I said, how did you get this? It's literally been doing to my door in the last ten minutes. And she's like, oh, got a, just got a text from got a text from um, Amazon saying it's been delivered. And I came to my door, and it wasn't there. I said, yeah, I, I live. Um, I said I live two places behind you. It came to my door literally ten minutes ago. She's like, oh, how'd you find my address? I said, I just put your postcode, put the postcode in on the package in my phone, and I saw yours very close by, and I thought, oh. I'll do his job for him. That's the thing as well. You could have opened that and kept that, and he said it's being delivered, and then it's on. Yeah, but I'm not that kind of person. Though. It's not my. It's not my parcel. I won't take it. Yeah. Well, but... I won't um open it. But that just shows you how sometimes, and I think it's more the drives than uh that, because I've had some like furniture stuff come. Um, they've told me one day, and they just turned up like while I was at work last like weekend, 
So I'm like, fuck, 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 fuck. And I, I, I luckily my parents are on holiday, so I, I don't stop uh, at my parents' house on, on the Saturday, Sunday when uh, they're away because there's no point. So I might as well just come home and sleep in my own bed rather than sleep on the sofa at my parents'. Um, and my two bookshelves that I'd ordered were jammed behind my black bin. <laughs> so I'm like... Oh, we're not in your secretary then. No, they couldn't fit them in the blue bin, so... But um, yeah, I, I've been like a, a buying arc at the moment. So I've got a new bed frame for my bed. I've got a new Ooh. TV cabinet that, that I built. <laughs> These are all like doing myself flat pack sort of things. Um, and yeah, it's like it's been nice to have some furniture that I chose rather than having hand me downs from years ago. Kind of want new sofas and that, but they're a, that's a big ask and a big expense. That I don't have the money for. But, you know, I don't really sit on the sofas anymore and, and the boy just takes one sofa. I think the other sofa might go eventually. Might get some more flat pack furniture and then just give this sofa away and then have that area of storage and then if anyone comes around, I'll just have to find them a, a seat of some sort to sit on. Um, But yeah. So Amazon are fucking useless. <laughs> yep. 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 All right. Well, they're not as useless as probably um, Hermes. Because they're up there as well. Oh yeah, they're, they're like, oh, we tried to, we tried to deliver it to you, and it's like you fucking didn't. I've been sat in the kitchen all day, and you didn't. You, you, with Hermes, look, we 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 knocked on your door really lightly, waiting one half of a nanosecond, and put a fucking knot in, and we took your parcel back. <laughs> it's like, I I made the sound with my voice of knocking on a door, but I was sat in the van, so that counts, right? <laughs> yeah. You remember, like ages ago, I had the twenty-first night of September. Anyway, a- ages ago, I um, ordered something, and it was like a DPD will be delivering your parcel. And I was at between the so I was like, okay. And then it was like, this has been delivered. I'm like, no, uh, it ain't. Has it? It got delivered to a different to a different um, area, but within <clears> our <throat> facility. Do you remember that? Because you had to get it. Oh, that was um, a couple of doors down, wasn't it? No, that was like, like over the over that way. Oh, on the other side of the road. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what was that again? I can't remember, but I know that I thought that I know that was DPD. Oh right, because they um no yeah they um the homeowner came over and dropped off, didn't they? No, you no you had you had to go and get it. Wasn't that your um? <clears throat> was that your face mask? No. I just remember. I just remember them being like, "Oh, it's been." I remember. The, I remember this one. I was. Remember the one that was delivered, but it wasn't me that actually grabbed it. You did. No, I didn't. The only one I grabbed was um, three or four doors down because I recognised the um the paintwork and the back of the fence. And you did get one from over the road. I remember. I don't remember. Your memory's rubbish. Sorry. Anyway, carry on. Who's talking? <laughs> wow. Anyway, let's carry on. Domestic. <laughs> Sorry, love. So speaking about memory, um, so this is from the Metro.co.uk. So, world's oldest woman celebrates her hundred twenty eighth birthday. So, just gonna, I, before you carry on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you do this one because since, since you're so eager, you've got some lovely names to pronounce it. Ah, yes, I'm gonna. Fuck, I've already seen one. <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat> I, I, I wondered if she, this woman has memory problems and that because when you get old, you do kind of struggle with stuff. But 
then that guy who was 108 from last podcast who worked in the same job for 80 odd years he was yeah. smart as button fresh as a daisy <clears> so i don't know so uh, it says here a combination of fresh milk and wild spinach has helped joanna mazibuko reach the ripe old age of 128 the south african celebrated her birthday this week and it's thought she could be the oldest person alive she holds identity papers which says she was born in 1894. Uh, in the years since, she's lived through British colonialism, apartheid, and two world wars. Uh, Joanna, who lives in Jubiton, Clerkstorp, told reports, fuck me, told reporters she was brought up on a maize farm in the town of Odstal, Ottersdal. Uh, and was the eldest of 12 children. Fuck me, they really didn't have TVs back then. Um, we we lived so well on the farms, there was no problem, she said. Uh, they did once... They, they did once battle a, loca a locust infestation? I think I was going to say they did once battle, instead of there. No, they did. fuck it. There did once battle a locust infestation, she recalled, but the family found... Another way of getting rid of pesky insects. Oh, God. She said the ones we would catch... There, there were ones we would catch and eat. It was like eating meat. You would just fry them and eat them like that. Just on their own. Different times. Uh, Joanna grew up on fresh milk and wild spinach and says she does eat modern food now. Sometimes she misses the simplicity of her childhood. That we all... Yep. The 128-year-old struggles with her hearing, but is still independent enough to move around her house and watch people out the window. She often sits and recalls memories of her earlier life, uh, and some years are easier to remember than others. I mean, after 128, fuck, I can barely remember some things that happened to me last year. Mine fucking 100 years ago. That's crazy. My, my memory's weird. I can probably not remember things from two or three weeks ago, but, you know, a childhood memory, I can just go like that and get it. Well, you think about it, right? When she was nine, uh, 90 years ago, she was like 30-odd. So she was around our age 90 years ago. How, can you imagine trying to remember shit 90 years back? I can, I, I can, probably, I can, probably, I can probably do 19 years, but even, even that's a push. Yeah, but if we get to like 128, we're like, here, listen to this podcast because we haven't got a fucking clue what we said back then. <laughs> I have no idea what was going on in our lives. Our brains are mush. Well, sorry, babe. Uh, it's always that, that jizz shield in defense mode. Yeah. Uh, she said, I was married to an older man. His first wife had died and he was an independent man. He had a horse, carriage and cows. I would milk the cows and make butter to sell. That man treated me very well and made me forget about my life before him. I did not want for anything. Uh, no. So she has seven kids with Stawana, two of whom are alive today she also boasts of a collection of 50 grandchildren and great-grandchildren fucking hell after she got married joanna earned her living by doing domestic work for excuse me owners of farms and worked throughout the years as she grew older she employed a carer by the name of thandwi wizinaya the pair have lived together since 2001 and become firm friends. <coughs> uh, Thwandy says, 
I can't sleep when I'm not next to her. When I come back, she will also say she couldn't sleep. She just sits by the window, looking at the gate, wondering when I'll be back. Joanna's wild, uh, wider community in South Africa are trying to find a way to have the elderly formally recognised by the Guinness Book of Records. The village's prophet, O.G. Madikong, nice, uh, is among those who have tried to share her story. He previously told News 24, I believe Mazibuku has long since, uh, could have been long since put in the Guinness Book of Records. The whole world would know, but we um, we know that it is never too late. As long as we the people in Africa know there is such a person, we are happy that there is someone with 128 years, whether they try to hide her uh, or what, but we know there is. I feel like that pause fucked me because I didn't even read that properly. This week, Joanna said she was unsure quite how she'd reached such an advanced age. She concluded, When I die, they must slaughter a cow for me. They must bury me well so that I never bother them. Does she know something that we don't know? <laughs> She's going to come back as a zombie. I, I get the old world thing, though. Slaughter a cow. Just fuck it up. Yep. Oh. 128 though that's um quite an age yeah i mean i like i said i, I want to live forever that's my uh thing because we're not far off halting aging i think we're like 20 years off so i'd be 50 odd so if we could, if we could hold it at fifty odd, and I'd be. Well, they say the um, life expectancy is, is slowly going up, isn't it? Mm. Hence, why we are working more and more until, well, into our OAP years, as it were. Well, the... <sighs> I mean, when my granddad was around, his his own retirement age was uh, 62, 63. and that was. Uh, my dad had to be twenty 66. years ago. I'd say 20, 25 years ago. Yeah. Uh, apparently I can go for retirement in 2053 with my current pension pot if I'd receive it in 2053. But um, I'm not currently so sure. So that'll be 58? Well, I'm 37 now and it's 22. So 25 years from now. Yeah, so I'd be 62. 62, yeah. I won't get a state pension until I am probably in my 70s, I think. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's, it's crazy, isn't it? And how someone can live that long. And I think the, the problem is it's it's all down to your internal mechanics failing. So the, the problem is, is your mind and your brain. The older you are, the more susceptible it is to uh, decay and... Like any computer that exists, whether it be a human computer that's your brain or a, a computer that we're recording stuff on now, it will eventually break. Uh, so that's the thing. It's, it's keeping that healthy and not degrading that is where this like long life comes from. Because then if that doesn't fail, it comes down to your body literally just wearing itself out. So... If you keep a healthy lifestyle, there's there's no unless there's any 
underlying health problems that you don't know about, there's no reason why you shouldn't make it to a, a hundred plus. My um, to keep my um, grand's like brain like active. She used to do like lots of Sudoku or like crisscross. Do like lots of work, like stuff for your mind, like stuff that challenges your brain. Yeah. I mean that's always good. That's why video games are so good, because, like, we're yeah. we're doing like projects in Minecraft and stuff that, <clears throat> I wouldn't even think of doing. And yeah, yeah, here we are making obstacle courses, giant fucking statues. By the way, there's more than one being made now. We've got three minimum. I mean, I remember back on the 360, I made um some sort of obstacle course as well. Made a, I did a maze. Then a lava puzzle, then a parkour puzzle, then through a whole entire room made of glowstone, another oh, maze. Okay. There was a there was a jumping puzzle that was all redstoned up to move platforms in and out every couple of seconds. And all the while he was racing against the clock to get to the end, because he didn't get to the end, um pistons would block would block the routes. Well that's cool. Um yeah. I, I know um the current thing is the obstacle course is getting built and then we're having Sparky sat on a throne overviewing it. Um, we also then have my hatred of the snow biome. So it's going to have me stood with a shovel in my hand uh, facing the mountain towards the castle. I know we're going to do Larlet's avatar on the back of the castle as well. Um... I don't know where you want yours, Dolph, but we can figure that one out as well. So it's going to be like the the giants of us overwatching our areas sort of thing. There's only water-based ones. I could probably build mine in the water with my head poking out. Yeah, I mean, we could do it where we just get a conduit and then you could just <coughs> work on that. Build a conduit mm. and have like that undersea at least, thing. At least my avatar will be nice and easy. It's just blues, pale blues and whites with the odd bit of black here and there. Yeah. I think my, my uh, Spartan one... Yeah. Star wants to um add. Yeah. Just um, just put just put me near like a bush or something. Going, just put me like me in my hand touching a bush or something. I'm not. Yeah, what, what is your avatar though? Is it um? Yeah, yeah but the, the female equivalent of Steve. Oh, Alex. I think her name Alex. Is. There you go. I like some kind of like weird creature thing in my body, dude. I what's it? I don't know. You, you only love enough find out. Yeah, if you ever pick a, a, a skin that you want to be and you want that, we can put that in the server. That's no problem. It's like, whoever plays regularly in that, we'll just throw them in. So, you'll all have your area. Because that's what I want. I want the main village to be like our... Whoever joins us in that, they see the pillars of the community literally doing whatever, and then you go out so eventually we're going to have like complex redstone and stuff, but that's going to be away from the village. Uh, I mean, staying with the complex redstone, I was thinking because um, Sparky's avatar blinks, I was trying to see if I could work out how to put up a redstone contraption inside the head of the monolith, oh. as it were, and see if I can get the eyes to blink. But I would need to experiment with that. Try that... and push my redstone limits skills to the limit. Because you would literally have to have uh a set of eyelids controlled by redstone to get, literally go over the top not you, you did the, only way I think the only thing i can think of it working is i'm gonna set two set of sticky pistons one to push the blocks down and one to pull it in and then i don't know i have to try i have to try and work it out 
Yeah, I can, think, I can see, I can see, I can see it in my head, but I don't need to. I can see your your like little experimental world, and just we it's like come and have a look at this. I log into your world, and this is a pair of ex- like fucking eyelids. It's like how does that look? <laughs> I'm thinking it might have to be a double pistol pistol extender. Yeah, you because you, you'd have to have. There's a fucking annoying to make though. Well, considering we've worked out that. Depending on the size, it's either eight by eight for one pixel of the character, or four by four. But this is all dependent on how big the assault course is, because then all subsequent avatars have to match that, uh, that uh, ratio. Yeah. So that's the thing. Uh, the gurus. We did. Did we show you the gurus? I haven't been on since the gurus, no. So there's a heaven and hell gurus now. So instead of having the gurus all chucked in one area on the world height, we found an area behind the castle that has these two bowls in in the landscape. Oh, is that the um, where we were flying through or no? Uh, no, further back. Oh, I know what you're on about. Because like a waterfall. Yeah, I know, what you're on, I know what you're on about. I think I've flew over that way a while back yeah so we've built the the good gurus base and i've put like the the grass down we put some trees down and animals spawn down there it's well lit up and then the other one's going to be like lava and hell sort of thing so it's going to look cool and then we put the the bad mobs on one side the good mobs on the other side and then depending on what you feel like you go and visit which one so yeah that's the thing the port uh me and Sparky worked a little bit on the boat last night to add some more stuff to it. Uh, that was really fun. Um, and then, yeah, the obstacle course is, is like a... We look at it every now and again, but I've been throwing so much shit at the... Uh, at this, like, resources and that. I've got, like, fuckloads of buckets of lava just ready to go for the lava bit alone. And I've been using it to smelt and stuff because the lava stone... Uh, the lava block generator... Is working really well now, uh, and then I've got like dripstone working to replicate nearby. So there's always something nearby that's causing something to happen, and because it's near the iron golem uh, thing, while I'm waiting for the lava to spawn, the dripstone's dripping, the lava's lavering, and the iron golems are dying all in the background, all in one go. So it is great. And then also my little wheat field and stuff for the dyes and the the sheep and stuff is working as well. I know tomorrow. Are you are you in tomorrow night? I'll be in tomorrow night. Yeah. You're right. So yeah, we need to experiment with concrete and and uh, sheep. I think if you take the the white concrete powder, I think you can add dyes to it to change the color. I'm yeah, I'm sure you can. I think how you no because uh, how you make concrete, you need to have that. Oh, because when, when I looked at the recipe on it, you had to put the die in the top left, and then you had four of each on the others to make it run. <laughs> Fuck's sake, Dolph. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we, we've got a, a, a tangent into the gaming stuff already. But, hey, um, it's not as bad as, like, the overheard argument I, I heard. So, there is, like, a haberdashery slash... Um, houseware shop chain called Dunelm Mill or I think it's just called Dunelm now Dunelm now I don't think it's called Dunelm Mill anymore and this I'm like I went and bought a toaster basically this was like the first step of me um I'd had this counseling appointment I I felt 
<clears throat> like I needed to reward myself. I was going to buy an OLED switch and blast through some of my emergency money that I've got for like stuff, and I managed to get talks down to buying a game, uh, and I went to Warstones and I had a tenner on on a book, so I got the first book of the Expanse uh, novels. And on the way through, I went past Donnell Mill on the, on my way home, and I'm like. I'm really fucked off with my toaster spitting the toast out in like a, such an egregiously aggressive action. So I'm like, I'm going to get myself a fucking four slot toaster with two different controls on it and stuff. So I spent like 30 quid on this toaster. It's great, by the way. It's brilliant. I have literally one side is for crumpets. The other side is just for bread. And I'm at the checkout and I'm waiting and I'm waiting. And it's like the one person that was meant to be going off because oh, I'm going to serve this person. I'm going to go. Um, ended up serving me because there was this guy and he was just he was just going off about these pillowcases and while i'm getting sorted by the person who's, who's dealing with me i could hear in the background it's like well they're a set so you need to bring us both of them back uh this what you've given us is not a set so i can't refund you or replace them and he's like well the other one's on my bed and she just went well it needs to be off your bed and he was just going around in this circular argument about how he just wants his money back. And I brought you two pillowcases back. And they were like, well, they're not the same colour, so they're not the same set. So it, it, we, we cannot refund you because they're not the same set. And he and he was still adamant that it doesn't matter. The other one's on my thing. And he goes, we're just going to throw this one away anyway, the good one. So what's the point? Why can't you just let me have it? And it's like, well, this procedure. We're not allowed to do that. And he just did not get that. And I've worked in retail, so I, I know this all too well. That you cannot do that because when the stock takers come round and and like the management come round and they check that you've done all the procedure right, if you've done it wrong, you get fucked to high heaven for that. And of course, he and doesn't they, see they, it like they, that. They put charge you for the um. Well, yeah, or, or fire you because you've you've not followed yeah. the the procedures Correct. you are yeah, meant to follow. Yeah, and it's like you might throw away that pillowcase or. They might send it back to wherever the delivery stuff is and they get credited it back themselves and then they get reused, like disassembled and reused. We don't know. But he he had such a fucking argument and it's just like, I just want to buy him a toaster and fuck off home. I've had such a day. <laughs> this guy's just fucking going off um, about that. And it was just like, Jesus fucking Christ. So that was that was fucking funny, um, just because it's like I bumped into some regulars from the pub and they're like, "Hey, did you hear the pillowcase argument?" And I'm like, "Yeah." It's like, "Yeah, he doesn't get it, does it?" And they're like, "No, he doesn't." It's like, "What do you do if um, someone came to the pub and started arguing with like that?" It's like, "Tom, to fuck off." <laughs> we just got a good laugh out of him. So uh, yeah, that was like a short and sweet little thing that happened. Because it's not always in the pub where we get dumb fucks. You can find them in the wild too, apparently. Um, excuse me. So moving on to the next thing, which is also pub related. Um, so, I don't know how long ago it was. But we reported on, on these guys who come out and they brought their friends ashes in a ball. In a wooden ball. So they could still drink with him. Um... So I'm I'm in the pub last week and I'm doing my rounds, just collecting glasses in. And I see this wooden ball on the table. I went, 
is that a new one or did you find it and he went oh no we found it and i'm like okay that was crazy look where did where was it and one of them's like oh yeah i took it home with me and i'm like okay he goes well what it is is the ashes got split up into several of these balls and there's one to come out with us and then we've all got one at home and he thought that was his personal one so he took it home and it wasn't until he went to put it on the shelf where his other one is that he found this fucking ball and it's just like oh and he was just like freaking out so well at least he didn't lose it and that's great because yeah even in death he's still causing us fucking trouble <laughs> so they they took it all like with a, a grain of salt that it was just like a, a daft fuck up that one of them had done but it was cool. So the ball has been found. People of Chesterfield, you do not have to look for this uh, man's ashes anymore. It, we, they were found. It was an innocent mistake. One of their mates just took home the wrong ball. Rather than it going back to whoever keeps that ball, for some reason he got it in his head. It was his ball. So, sorted. Yeah. Speaking of sorted, yeah. So this is this is also from the Metro.co.uk. Uh, my boyfriend and I gave up everything to convert and move into a £25,000 white builder's van. Okay, I need to click on this link because I am... I mean, I've looked at the work they've done to it and, you know, it's one of those, um, it looks like one of those smart homes. I would never want to so, a smart home. So it's like... As the smell of pizza fills the cab, my fiance Julian, 31, flicks on the indicator and pulls into quiet lay-by. We're shattered after a full weekend working as wedding photographers, so our mouths are watering as I hop out the passenger seat and open the side door of our van. Moments later, I'm pulling out a hot vegan pizza out of our onboard oven. Talk about meals on wheels. Okay, that says a lot. Fucking <laughs> vegan pizza. Oh dear. From the outside, our converted Mercedes Sprinter looks like a typical white builder's van, but inside it doubles as a cosy home and workspace. It's full of creature comforts, including a shower wet room, king-size bed with memory foam mattress, Wi-Fi, 32-inch smart TV, two gas hobs, and an oven. How does that... F- what? <laughs> our combi board ensures we have hot water and the solar panels on the roof charge our leisure batteries, which power our plug sockets and electricity in the van. Could say that Julie and I had always been free spirit, so our Roman home suits our lifestyle perfectly. For photographers, we met three and a half years ago while working in Singapore and spent the first month of relationship travelling around Southeast Asia. You learn a lot about a person when you're moving from hostel to hostel and living out of a backpack, not to mention nursing each other through the odd bout of traveller's tummy. The boundaries come down pretty quickly. You get used to being in each other's pockets, which has stood us in good stead, seeing as we now both, now both live and work in a space just 15 foot by five and a half. Yeah. Mm. We often talk about being able to live on the road, so when COVID hit in March 2020, we saw the chance to turn our dream into reality. Our income dried up pretty much overnight. We were both living with my family in Dunsford, near Guildford, so we needed a knockdown project to keep us busy. After much thinking, we decided on a modern van with low mileage because we wanted to look professional and be reliable, with enough space to convert into a mini home and workplace, so we found a dealership in London. Our family and friends were used to being frequent travellers, so they thought it was a great idea. The van cost 25 grand, but we saw it as an investment. We bought it on finance, which we see as similar to having a mortgage because it's our home in to turn it into a roving home and workspace. Julian took an extra job as a courier, and I worked as a cleaner to help fund the conversion project. 
The version took around eight months, cost around 12 grand, and we did most of the work ourselves. Julian had experience of various trades doing different jobs over the years, so we already had we was already handy with tools. We also watched YouTube tutorials. We needed the van to be cozy and functional because we planned to live in it full time. We created a workspace area where we could sit our laptops and edit our photos and storage for our equipment. It would double up as a dining table in the evenings and become a bed for our old fold-down bed overnight. Base for our old base for our fold-down bed overnight. The cooking area meant we could make our own meals, and the rec went with with composting toilet, and I was just to park anywhere, knowing we had our own facilities in the van. As the lockdown restrictions eased and weddings started to go ahead again, we were ready to hit the road with our Jack Russells, Millie, and Mabel. That was a year ago now, and we've been on the road since May 2021. We spend our weekends photographing, wed photographing weddings, and midweek we park somewhere picturesque to do our editing from the van, breaking the dog, breaking the dog walks, and exploring new places. Despite our initial 32 grand outlay, our off-grid life is now very economical because all we need is fuel, insurance, and road tax. We stop off at a campsite a couple of times a month to empty our composting toilet and put a full charge on the leisure battery. We also try to leave a minimal environmental footprint so we do litter picks in car parks and stop off at larger supermarkets to use their recycling facilities in an attempt to offset the environmental downsides of driving. We recently went up in Northumberland, photographing a wedding. Now we're down in Dorset so we can travel the length and breadth of the country. We tend to park in remote laybys and car parks where we're not bothering anyone and stay for a few days at a time. As long as you don't stop somewhere where parking's prohibited, then it's legal. Parking is mostly a civil matter, so in fear we could be approached by landowners or police and asked to move on, but because we were sensible and representative, this has never happened. We have a bike rack at the back of the van, so we often make shorter journeys to pick up supplies from, from local shops by bike. People often remark that our life is idyllic, but we work hard for it. Thanks to the van, we are able to work on the move and strike that elusive work-life balance. Some nights, if we're driving away from a four-day photographing a wedding and we're shattered, we'll pop a piece in the van's oven and pull over where we can smell it when we can smell it's ready. We really do have everything we need. Just don't ask what it's like if we've been cooking with garlic or out, or out for a rainy walk, and then the van smells of wet dog. Mm -hmm. If you've seen some of the pictures, it's um quite impressive. And all that in a. What's it? Fifteen by five, five and a half foot. Yeah, but it's like you've really got to love each other because, like, if you fall out, you're not sleeping on the sofa because it doesn't fucking exist. Yeah, you're you're um you you've been you've been left to lay by while someone goes for a drive just to clear the head. Yeah, and the fact that the shitter and the shower are the same thing. Mm. I mean, it looks cool, but. I couldn't do that. There's no, no there's no internet for one. It's like Louis, they said they got Wi Fi. Yeah, but that's probably like mobile internet, so that's probably spotty and not Well. How how do you hardline that shit? You can't. Unless they're using a um like a like a fire stick dongle kind of thing. Yeah, but that's that's still mobile internet. That's not that's yeah. not a hard line proper. I mean, mobile internet's not that bad. Depends who you're with. Yeah, but yeah, that that is like if you fucking fall out, fuck you. You've had it. I mean, like I said, awesome. it looks really nice, but I just I if, if they fall out, it's a case of you know, you know what? 
I've got the couch. You've got the cab. Yeah, so you're sleeping in the passenger seat. I'm sleeping in the bed. I don't know. I just... I can't... I don't... I mean, it works for... Obviously, it works for people because they're able to do it, but I just don't... It seems too... Claustrophobic at the end of the day. Yeah. I, I can see people being really... Really, um, like that, that will cause so many problems if there is a one little problem, <coughs> and that's the thing. It's like you, if you have one problem, that's gonna niggle and eat away until you either sort it or you fucking explode. Yeah, so yeah, that that's definitely a hmm, interesting sort of thing. Uh, okay, next topic. <clears throat> yeah, so, the, the new doctor. Yeah, so uh, it's all known that uh, when Chris Chibnall fucks off making a fiasco of Doctor Who, um, we call it. Um, I, f- I forgot what his name was. Who used to write Russell T. Davis? There we go. Um, he's coming back to write, and uh, Jodie Whitt- Whittaker is going to be leaving the role and the uh, 29 year old star Nukti Gatwa I've probably said that completely wrong so uh, who was in I think it was like Netflix I think was the show called Sex Education Uh, he will be taking over from uh, Jodie Whittaker when she leaves <clears throat> apparently he told sky news that he because it's from sky.com by the way uh sky news this uh, article he told sky news he was feeling very excited and very honored about the move adding that it is such an honor this role it is a british into into institution and it means so much to so many people and yeah jody is lovely incredible and going to be very 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 difficult act to follow um uh, Gatwa, a Scottish actor born in Rwanda, stars as Eric Effiong. Fuck me, they just don't like me in words today, do they? In Netflix's Sex Education, a role which he won a Scottish BAFTA in the Actor Academy. Uh, actor category. The role in the show means so much to many people uh, around the world, including myself, and each one of my incredibly talented predecessors has handled that unique responsibility and privilege with the utmost care. He said uh, when he was revealed to be the new iteration of the Time Lord. I will endeavour to do the same. Russell T. Davis is almost as iconic as the Doctor himself. Being able to work with him is a dream come true. His writing is dynamic, exciting, incredibly intelligent and fizzing with danger. The actors, uh, an actor's metaphorical playground. The entire team have been so welcoming and truly give their hearts to the show. And as much as it is daunting, I'm aware... I'm joining a really supportive family. Unlike the Doctor, I may only have one heart, but I'm giving it all to this show. Uh, Whitaker was appointed the first female Doctor in 2017. Russell T. Davis is returning to uh, the show as a programme showrunner after departing in 2009. Davis, who was responsible for Doctor Who's revival in 2005, will be back to celebrate the show's 60th anniversary in 2023. The BBC had previously said. Uh, the future is here and it's Nukati. 
Sometimes talent walks through the door and it's so bright and bold and brilliant, I just stand back and in awe and thank my lucky stars, Davis says. Lucky Dazzleters seized hold of the Doctor and owned those Todd's keys in seconds. It's an honor to work with them and a hoot. I can't wait to get started. I'm sure you're dying to know more, but we're rationing ourselves for now uh, with the wonderful Jodie Epic's finale yet to come. But I promise you, 2023 will be spectacular. So, they kind of they've kind of now shown that the regeneration arc at the moment that she can't regenerate is a load of bollocks because, oh look, there's the new Doctor, so obviously that's getting fixed somehow. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, and the fact that they've done the female Doctor now, unfortunately, the person who wrote the female Doctor's script was shit. The last one I watched was about... Um, time them time traveling to find a certain artifact for this like uh underground aquatic race uh they're like really decent people in the future but there were like dickheads back in feudal japan and like it was a lot of tell not show and it was a, a really boring episode and then when the action did kick off, it just felt like I was watching Power Rangers from like the nineties. It, it honestly, it was such a weird episode uh, to watch, and it was just like Christ. It's um, so it's, it's interesting. Like Russell T Davis, he did uh, Chris Eccleston and David Tennant's arcs of the show, and he's done such a good job of it that people are like already excited for what he can bring to the show because it did feel like unfortunately Jodie Whittaker got the shit end of the writing stick and while she tried her best and I think she is a good doctor the problem we have is the writing and the scripting that she's had to try and bring to life was very stilted and not great I because writing can make or break I am oh 100% yeah Serious, like the writing shit. The people are gonna switch off and go elsewhere. Yeah, it's like I, mean, I... it's like Cowboy Bebop. It didn't get the um, numbers Netflix wanted until the X, the X, the first season. Uh, the but first it season, wasn't it? bad. That was the thing. It was not bad. It was actually quite good. And so uh, it, was, it wasn't taken as bad. It's, it's, I think it's because they didn't expect the lower numbers they anticipated. But Cowboy Bebop was always being a cult following anime. You you like it because it appeals to you on a fundamental level to do with yourself. And the Netflix show was like, look, we've got Cowboy Bebop. And everyone was like, okay. And it's like, look, it's not the same. And we're like, okay. okay. And then there were, obviously there's going to be people who, who didn't like the changes to the show. Um, I thought some of the changes were a bit iffy, but all in all, they it weren't wasn't bad. bad. I, I didn't like the way they finished the season. Because it, it was more than one season. They definitely stretched out the story. There was going to be more. Um, it wasn't the iconic finale and done sort of thing. They were going to stretch this out for two to three seasons. Before they wrapped it up. So the, you could tell where the filler was placed in the Cowboy Bebop scripts. Yeah. And it just seems like for me Doctor Who had that. But it was all the, the scripts was filler. It's like they were just 
nursing this arc through until somebody else took over. And while Chris Chimnall had some very distinct and interesting ideas, he just didn't have the execution. And I think that's that's where the problem stands. And uh, yeah, that's why everyone's like, oh my god, Russell T. Davis is coming back. It's like the second coming of Christ, but fucking better. Because it's believable. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's it's great. I am so looking forward to that. It's going to reinvigorate my interest. Because I didn't see the New Year's special Doctor Who. Um, there's like one more coming up of uh, Jodie Whittaker in a couple of months. Like before... It'll be like summertime, I think. Usually, they, they throw the next like arc of Doctor Who out because they only do like f like seven or eight episodes a year, and usually there's a, a Christmas special uh, somewhere in the the beginning of the year, like April time, and then there's one summer, and then like five or six episodes uh, before the Christmas one. And I feel like what they're gonna do is they're gonna. That's what they usually do as well. They usually have it. So the Christmas episode, which is probably going to be the next one, um, she will regenerate into the new Doctor, and then the new series will start in like April or May uh, with six episodes. But you always get that. That's always how they've done it as well to kind of uh, gain the interest and the intrigue that they'd always regenerate the doctor at the end of the the final episode that they were in have the new doctor appear put them in some kind of peril and then fuck them off and be like okay we'll see you in uh the next year Whenever. yeah we'll see you in five months don't have a fit too bad and it's like fuckers every time but it was good the, the, none of the regenerations from the new series and that have ever felt wrong they've all been good and the fact that it is like a character dying in a way because they do 100 percent feel remorse that they are changing into something different they still remember their old selves but it's like they die and come back not it's not a regeneration where they just change their body in that it's kind of like they are 100 percent dead and this new character with all their memories comes in because they all do have completely different uh things so it's kind of like the phoenix on the ashes except the new phoenix can remember the memories of the doctors before yeah Next topic. Yeah, let's next topic. So next topic is uh, the new Avatar, Avatar: The Way of Water. See, it's set to release very soon. Sparky's like really, really like, oh my god! I think she's passed out for the night because I have messaged her, but she's not replied or read it. So I think she just fucking died after mm -hmm. the waitering thing today. So that's fine. I, I expected her to be fucking wiped out. Yeah. Um, so the original Avatar released in two thousand and nine. Fuck's sake, that is ages ago. It was I don't I don't think it was a bad film, but it's like if you ever watched the long. cartoon Yeah, if you ever watched the cartoon. It, it, it took, it took a bit too long to do it to actually get rolling. 
but yeah. it was Not a good film. I was going to make a joke. Oh, go on. <laughs> oh, Everybody knows last the water is book one. I tried the last Airbender jokes. Mm. But, um, so it's due, I think it's due to release by the end of the year, I think. And I've heard there's rumours that the third one's already um, in production. Yeah. In, in production. This is why, why we needed Sparky, but uh, unfortunately, her being out for the count. Um, if, if we know she's in the next podcast, I can put this in again and she, we can get her um, opinion. Yeah. Well, I know she that. stated that the, while they're doing the second one, they're also starting production on the third. So. It's kind of like how they did the Back to the Future slash the Matrix films. They just yeah. filmed the, the second and third ones back to back. And to, to be fair, it's been... To be fair... I was waiting on that, that's why I paused. To be fair... <laughs> to be fair... Uh, it's been like, what, 10, 15 years? Nearly, since the first one. So uh, 2000, 2009. So I've been waiting for technology to advance again where they can do greater and bigger things make it look more believable i mean for... i don't know if you've seen the trailer or not but it looks like they're still using the same cgi methods they did back then which was still really really good mm-hmm. the funny thing is though we're getting an avatar we're getting a second avatar movie for gta 6 yeah gta kind of... 6 is never gonna happen oh, oh no i don't want people keep um spending money on gta online yeah 100 percent has to happen because it's never gonna happen it's not, not while GTA uh, 5 Online is their cash cow. They're not going to fucking do anything. Well, that's the problem. Is that people are going to get to the point where they're just going to go, fuck it, I'm had enough. I've not played it properly in a month. Yeah. I said, you've got GTA Online, which has been sold now as a separate add-on to the GTA 5 um, Enhanced and Expanded. You've got that with Red Dead GTA as well. GTA 5 is the only game in, well, game in history that's been across three generations of console. Uh, 360, Xbox One, Series. And Xbox Series, yeah. Yeah. It's been released three times. It's the same, same fucking game on three different consoles. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the so you could, you could also You could also argue that... Actually, no, you couldn't, because Skyrim's only been on the 360 and the Xbox One. It's got, um... There isn't a, um, Series X version of it. Uh, not yet. Not not. Do not make me buy it again. For fuck I'm going to say, not yet. It'll probably be a free upgrade to make it work Series XS. Well, the anniversary upgrade, because I, I, I already had the um, uh, special edition, I only, only cost you like a tenner upgrade, and you get all the um, Creation Club content. Oh, yeah. For a tenner. Oh. And that is a shitload of content. It, it easily adds another four or five hundred hours minimum to the game. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're getting a little sidetracked on this, aren't we? So yeah. So, uh, She Hulk comes to Disney Plus August seventeenth. Yep, She Hulk Attorney at Law is the the tagline for this. Um, I've watched the the trailer earlier on. It's looking really good. Um, you've got Bruce Banner obviously turning up as well. Uh, so he's wait, he he's in the show as well. So that's cool. Uh, and it is wiggle it. It's it's looking really good. And um, my my thing with it is, I I kind of want to see the the whole um, Jennifer Walters She Hulk 
thing come to life in real life in in and not just be a cartoon um it's a hundred percent gonna be really funny and a lot more um more focused on um how she deals with being a hulk and what like benefits and disadvantages that she has in the trailers like there's one thing where she's on tinder she's swiping a yes on everyone and then there's one guy that is all into it and she's like oh yeah let's get some fries to go and she's like carrying him around like a baby in her arms so it's not afraid to hit the the sexier side of it and she hulk has always been a bit more um uh, acknowledging the the sexual side of marvel and even giving it a bit of a wink wink nudge nudge kind of thing acknowledging that yes they do over sexualize some characters in marvel uh comics and stuff and then she's all about that but the trailer looks good i, I recommend watching it it's um it's gonna be fun like the, the one bit that stands out in that was um the it's like this test chamber and Bruce is talking to her and it's like, oh yeah, we need to get you to control your anger so you can control when you transform. And she's like, well, this is weird because it looks like this thing will actually kill me and it's like a, a wall of saw blades. And she transforms, smashes the thing back and then Bruce is on the other side of the chamber going, yes, yes, yes. And then she walks over, grabs hold of the door, rips the door off and he's like, no, no, no. Because she's like completely in like anger mode. And it's just really like that kind of Marvel funnies is still there, but it's also going to be a bit more um, diverse by the looks of it. So I, I think it's going to be great. Mm. Um, we've had to say bye to Jazzy, by the way. She, she's uh, they've had she's, to go. She had to bow out. Yeah, they've had, yeah. They've, they've had to bow out. Um, we only we, we knew that we we're going to get people for the full podcast uh, because it's been really busy with shit at the moment. Everyone's really busy. Jazzy's busy with their life. Sparky, I wanted her to be on tonight, but work fucking wiped her out. So I'm I'm not gonna force people. And we've always said that we never force people to join the podcast. If they join, that's fucking great. So yeah, so that's bye to Jazzy. Um, you can catch them, uh, Princess Jazzy, on Twitch. Uh, they stream most days when they can if they're not working. So it's cool. Uh. And go say hello to them uh, and enjoy their shit. I usually go in and just rip the piss out of them. In so if you like, if you, if you like a content, drop her a follow. Yeah, do that. Please. She's, she she plays some sort of games, you know. She uh, they play like Minecraft, uh, Spyro. Yeah, Fortnite. she was playing Spyro the other day, and I remember seeing her going back and forth with this chest by a by a pool, saying, "How do you open this? Is there a key anywhere?" I was like, "I want to tell her, but I don't want to tell her." Because I don't want to. I'm speaking of, she's literally just gone live now. So that was, uh, what time is it? Half nine GMT. Yeah. So that will be past three Eastern? No, CST? Central? When when we did a lot of collabs and stuff when we we could play together during lockdown, uh, I had to find roughly. So she's like California, LA kind of area, Florida. So that'll be Central time, right? CST. It's about what it's like half one, half two in the afternoon there. So, so I was six or seven hours behind. Yeah. So they, they, GMT. um, 
they're going to be doing that right now. So that's that's jazz. Yeah, uh, they're awesome. I I love hanging out with them. So, so I'm gonna be quickly be nosy. See what she's um streaming. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what they are streaming. So I just got a bit of a phone. Have a quick look. Because uh, I've I'm got on follow. So Jazzy is Fortnite. Fortnite. Oh, okay. So she 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 plays a, a yeah, very play. wide array of games. They they do play a lot. So I'm I'm trying to get them on the server with us. But yeah, because she was on the lot. She was on the last, wasn't she? That wasn't she. Out past the um. Swamp by him. To the right. Hmm. Nope. Shit. Hang on. Button. Yeah. Okay. Should we move on to the next topic? Uh, yeah, let's go on to the next one. That is... So before I um, start to read this topic, uh, it's, it's titled Fisherman's Insane Battle with a Croc. So we'd like to take a guess where this took place. It's got to be like Australia or somewhere in uh, America. Austra- it's, it's, it's Australia. Oh, first one. Oh, uh, my phone has been an ass. So I have to um copy the link and open up my browser because it's continuously fucking perpetually loading. Two seconds. Okay, so this is from the dailystar.co.uk. Fisherman's insane battle with a four-meter-long monster crocodile to save his son's hat. Scott Ruscarell refused to let go of the fish, dragged it and the crocodile onto a nearby concrete and ended up jumping backwards to save his son's hat, even though he had loads of them. A father took his love for his son right to the limit by wrestling a huge croc just to try and get his son's hat back. The fight between the pair was captured on camera and it all started when the four metre long beast was looking to grab a nearby metre long barramundi fish for its lunch. It spotted the fish on the end of a fishing line in the waters of Charles Crossing in Kakadu, Australia. But rather than letting the croc eat the fish, the man attempts to reel it in, which angers the croc. During the battle of the fish, fisherman Scott Roscarell refused to let go, dragged the fish and the croc onto nearby concrete and ended up jumping backwards. But while jumping backwards, he then kicked his son's hat in front of the croc and jumped right after to save it. An onlooker could be heard screaming, let him have it, about the fish, not the hat too. The man's lovely son, the hat and the fish won out as the crocodile retreated back into the water. He told the local news outlets, I had to manhandle it. When the fish hit the edge of the crossing, it jumped and the line got caught on the front of the crossing. I had that much adrenaline, I wasn't thinking too much. I realised how close the croc was and I backed up. I snapped my rod in the process and got the fish in the nick of time. Ironically, his son wasn't actually bothered about the hat, telling his father they had 15 at home, but I've only got one father. Scott often spends his days catching fish and posting about it on his Instagram. User was shocked by his battle with a crocodile. One wrote, bit close for comfort there. While another posted, you madman, daddy didn't get ya, good fish. What? Yeah, they, do think dif- they do things differently down under, don't they? It's a fucking hat. Uh, that's what I don't get about it. So it's, it's a fucking hat. 
but that's that's just fucking Aussies for you. They're like, fuck you, can't. I'm fucking having. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not letting you have my fucking. I've gone. I've gone. I've not gone Australia. I'm going You're throwing it on the fucking Barbie. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to say I've not gone Australia. I've gone fucking straight Cockney. Because uh, there's this couple that comes in the pub and they have such a thick, thick, like Cockney accent. The, in my head, every other word they say is fucking. So I'm like, yeah, it's fucking lovely. I fucking love it. It's great. I love fucking coming to the pub. Fuck yeah. And that's that's what like, my head hears. And she's going to be like, yeah, I come to the pub. It's great. I love it. Yeah. And I'm just like, fuck's sake. But that's how my brain works. Because it's such a thick London Londoner accent that it's, it's just... How do you deal with that sort of thing? Take it with a pinch of salt, don't you? Just yeah, smile and wave. Oh. So moving on, uh, this is yeah, this again. is actually quite an interesting one from breezyscroll.com. Uh, so yeah, blow bollocks. Scientists successfully grow plants in moon soil for the first time. <clears throat> so scientists have successfully grown plants in the moon soil for the first time, thus marking a significant milestone in lunar and space exploration. According to the team from the University of Florida, plants may successfully sprout and grow in lunar soil, and it is the first step towards one day producing plants and food and oxygen on the moon during space missions. Yeah, but moon needs an atmosphere first, though, and the moon has little to no atmosphere. If at all. Well, I mean, did you, oh, what was the fucking Matt Damon film called? The the one where he's stranded on the moon. Oh, um... Is it literally fuck. called The Astronaut or something like that? I can't fucking remember. Something like that, yeah. Um. Well, he uses his own shit in that, but the fact that it seems that the soil on the moon can do this makes me wonder if... um. Actually, you could just like shovel that shit inside a, 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 a an in, indoor biome and just have it vacuum sealed from the outside and have an atmosphere in there and do it that way. Which would actually be really good because it may it means that plants would be making uh, oxygen and converting the dangerous carbon dioxide you emit <coughs> as, as as the byproduct of everything. Uh, and recycling and, and basically scrubbing the air, which is what that's all about in submarines and space like exploration. Um, the journal Communications Biology published the research. It also looks into how plants react to biologically react biologically to lunar soil, which is very different to soil on Earth. Lunar soil was gathered during Apollo 11, 12, and 17 missions to the moon. It weighed 12 grams or a few teaspoons. Researchers used a thimble-sized wells in plastic plates generally used to culture cells to produce their tiny lunar garden. Each well served as a pot. The scientists moistened the soil with a nutrient solution. They added a few seeds of uh, from the adidopis plant after filling each pot with around a gram of lunar soil. Uh, Arabidopsis, fuck, I can't say that, is widely used in the science, uh, plant sciences because its genetic code has been fully mapped. Uh, the plant 
was also planted in JSC-1A. Uh, it is a terrestrial substance that replicates true lunar soil. Also, uh, it simulates. It also simulates Martian soils and terrestrial soils under harsh conditions. Uh, as a point of comparison, the experiment's control group consisted of plants grown in non-lunar soils. Uh, the findings revealed that almost all the seeds placed in the lunar soils sprouted. Uh, we were amazed. We did not predict that. That told us that lunar soils didn't interrupt the hormones and signals involved in plant germination. Germ germination, even, said Annalisa Paul. Paul is the research professor of horticultural horticultural fuck horticultural sciences at the varsity. A lot of big words this evening. Yes, a lot of big words. I think that's the podcast title. A lot of big words this evening. Uh, sprout Can't plants. Wait. Uh, helped establish that soil samples brought back from the moon did not harbour pathogens or other unknown components that would harm terrestrial life, but those plants were only dusted with lunar regolith and were never actually grown in it, Paul added. However, the researchers noticed variations between plants growing in lunar soil and the control group as time went on. <clears throat> plants on lunar soils, for example, were smaller and grew more slowly. They had a wider range of sizes than their terrestrial counterparts. Uh, Paul said that they were all; uh, these were all physical evidence that plants were attempting to adapt to the moon's soil chemical structure and makeup. It proved that the researchers looked at the gene expression patterns of the plants. <clears throat> at the genetic level, the plants were uh, pulling out tools typically used to cope with stresses such as salt and metals and oxidative 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 fuck oxidative stress o oxidative stress so we can infer that plants receive uh, perceive the lunar soil environment as stressful really <laughs> plants can feel pain um but ultimately uh we would like to use this gene expression data to help us address how we can ameliorate the stress responses and to the level where the plants, particularly crops, are able to grow in lunar soil with very little impact to their health, she noted. Fuck me, that is a lot of words. A lot of cool. big words. As well. Cool. I mean, yeah, it's it's certainly a step. It means, you know, if shit does hit the proverbial fan on Earth, at least we have a close-ish um, haven, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, I think the long-term goal will be to Mars, but, you know, that's probably a... F Couple of decades away, yeah. Maybe a couple of centuries. I mean, I forget the guy's name, but I think he's a. a I think he's a, a he's a he's a Chinese um. Uh, astrophysicist, I think. He knows about um a lot about what we're, what our, um, what we're based as a civilization civilization tech level. I think he says we're currently at a, a Civ level 2, which means we are getting to a point where we're getting yeah. doing more space travel and, you know, we're starting to tap into other alternative resources to try and limit what we impact on the planet. He said it'll probably be about another 100, maybe 200 years where we start being fully dependent on our own star, on our own star. But probably four, maybe 500 years away from actually utilizing the whole entirety of our star for um you know like a dyson sphere kind of thing mm. 
but that'll be like a, a Civ Four, I think it, I think it was. I, I'm gonna find that guy's name. Well, I mean, a Dyson Sphere is a hundred percent like growing a planet around a star. It's Oh, well, you think you're, you're thinking of a ring world? A Dyson Sphere is literally <laughs> a, a massive construct that encases the star and solar panels. That, that's what I mean. Although, like in Halo games, uh, especially the novels, there is a Dyson sphere, but it's like if you took the planet, turned it inside out, and put the sun in the center instead of like a hot magma core. So the sun in the middle was 100% artificial and uh, produced weather and that all the way through. And it was it was like a very interesting thing. Um It'd be weird because you would never have nighttime. It would always be daytime because of that. And there was any stressful <clears throat> events where, like the, the the sun that you've got there or the star that you've got there, gave off any radiation. Uh, that could be a catastrophic event for inside a Dyson sphere as well. So, yeah, that guy's name was Emichio uh, Kaku. So there's. Uh, numbers going on a slight tangent here, but the there's a couple of uh, types of civilization, civilizations. Type ones can control the entire planet, such as controlling the weather, changing planet geology, and so on. They'll even have marine dwellers with higher densities on land. Then you've got type two, which is also known as a star level civilization. They have the ability to absorb all the energy of a star, and in order to absorb this huge amount of energy, they need a super tall called a Dyson structure or a Dyson orb. Basically, the Dyson structure is a dense system of satellites that envelops the star and draws its energy. Uh, type 3 is known as the Galactic Level Civilization, which has the ability to control the energy of the entire galaxy. Fuck Any extraction at this level is similar to that of a Type 2, but at a scale of billions and billions of surface systems scattered throughout the galaxy. Civilization can get the energy emitted or edged around the black hole at the centre of the galaxy. The planets were created and destroyed as a rice meal is just for mining. Sun becomes the battery of resonance on the for this civilization. So yeah, we're current. I think we're like I said, we're we're still currently at um. We're kind of early type two. But we're not absorbing all the power of the sun. We're yeah, you, know, you got. You know, you got your um solar panels. So we are doing somewhat. Absorbing the power of the sun. But not to the point where we need a Dyson sphere for it. Yeah. Um, so there's the, the form the formulas here, which does not make any fucking sense to me. So you, the formula is literally K equals L G ten P dash P minus six over ten, which Basically, K is the level of civilization. MP is the amount of energy that civilization uses and stores. At present, human estimates are estimated to be between 2 times 10 to the power of 13W, which is there. This shows that we humans have not yet reached class 1. We are somewhere at 0.73. So we're still very early, but we are pushing toward type 2. So, such is like a weird... As I said, it'll take us another 120 years to achieve class 1, a few thousand years to reach class 2, so my actual was quite off quite considerably, and 100,000 years to a million years to reach class 3, but... Well, it depends know. on the exponential rate of 
uh, of um, technology growth. Yeah. If if you go on say media stories, we've gone from you know we've gone from cassette tapes to VHS to digital media storage in a space of what forty years. <clears throat> well, a hundred years ago it was nineteen twenty two, and mm. planes were only just a thing. Properly, <clears throat> they weren't really massive. I mean, you, you had um. You had films on those massive uh, projector screens, didn't you? So they yeah, big, there was no big reels. So you're talking screens. 80, 90 years from then, where we've gone from watching movies through projectors onto watching movies on a phone or tablet or Yeah, or we've gone TV from like, physical media to purely Digi- digital. Digital, yeah. In about 80 years. So, yeah. I mean, I think the lower estimate of 100,000 would be quite optimistic it, it really does depend on how once we achieve level one how quickly we understand and push on to level two it could uh, all we need to do is find a prothean beacon you know so our technology by 200 years or a forerunner uh or a forerunner ring <laughs> mm. yeah just just don't listen to us, a Turian A. Saren, and you'll be fine. Yep. Uh, are we going to get into the gaming section then? We we yeah, we're slowly throwing that in. Yeah. Hence, I had a, just a bit of um Mass Effect. So, unfortunately for consoles, Redfall and Starfield have been delayed until twenty twenty three. Well, that's the thing. Delays are never a bad thing. No. But if you I don't know, I don't know how long you spend on Twitter, but people are saying. Oh, they're, they're it's, saying... like game, it's like Game Pass bad and it's like, oh, Xbox has no games Xbox games have been delayed I don't see why console wars are still a fucking thing now yeah. it's just it's it, just stupid choose your console that you like, play it Nintendo delay a game everyone fucking praises it Xbox delays a game, everyone bitches everyone loses their shit and it's yeah. like, for fuck's sake, it's like Game Pass still has a load of fucking games on it if you want, if you want to talk shit Talk about the PlayStation Plus thing. They said there was going to be 700 plus games for their PlayStation Plus thing that they're doing, this streaming thing they're doing. Uh, so far, it's 120. So... Yeah, but they, then again, those streaming games all, also all depend on your internet speed as well. Exactly. So if you don't have high bandwidth and good upload-download, there's going to be kind of pointless for you. Yeah, and they, they at the time uh, when we read, read it last podcast they don't have a way for you to download and play those games you have to stream them whereas i mean i remember seeing another um, thing essentially it was you know they were saying oh xbox went down for what about most of a day because drm drm but i distinctly remember going back a few years that playstation Network was almost down for a month no that got hacked to fuck i remember that the playstation 3 it was down for the better part of a month and they yeah. had to make so many reparations because they got hacked, they lost a load of credit card information, they were denial service attack constantly. They, they could not do anything to keep that service going. And for Microsoft to be like, yeah, all right, we had to fuck up with the, with the DRM, and it's done. I never saw any problems with it. I don't know. I mean, the, the funny thing is, the, the the fix honestly was, well, most people who hadn't done it, is um, 
I don't know the legitimate behind it, but it does make a bit of sense because I logged in later in that evening when it was still going full swing, and yet I could still play all my games anyway. Hmm. The reason was I had my console set to as home console, and a lot of people were saying that was, you know, people who actually had their console set to home console had no issue. That's accessing their games offline. My my actual console is not my home console because I had to set my son's to it for him to play my games. I didn't have any problems with mine. I had no problems either because my console set to home console. But then again, I think it's I think it's more of a a regional thing rather than a. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. Though, the, 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 the loudest people are usually the most vocal. Uh, well, like so, I said, my console set to home console, so I didn't really notice any difference. Yeah, but I mean that—that's the thing, though. It's like that is just a small thing that's like, oh dear, whoops. So, them delaying games to next year is not a bad thing. Game Pass has a shitload of games on it, and they rotate them in and out. It's like GTA Five has been on there. Minecraft is habitually on there. Um, there's lots of EA games going there. I know, like Skate Two is going to the EA thing. So there are a lot of stuff. Oh, hey, uh, K-Dog just put in. Sniper Elite 5 is coming to Game Pass soon, apparently. Day one, I'm guessing. I think so. So that's me and K-Dog fucking back as a crew fucking up stealth. We still need to do yeah, Sniper Elite stealth. 4. What's this stealth? Uh, stealth is that thing that we don't Oh, wait, if there's no one left alive, it's technically a stealth mission, right? Oh, yeah, it's 100% stealth. There's no one to tell them that there was a noise made because they're all dead. Yeah, but, no one will notice if there's no one to notice. Yes. Is it really not stealthy if there's no one around to tell them? But, um, yeah, so the, the, the delays can only be good. The only annoying part about Starfield is, as far as I know, there is no multiplayer aspect to it. It's strictly a single-player game. I mean, let's face it, Bethesda's not been exactly very great with multiplayer games anyway. I mean... Uh, true, true. But I, their four A technically does seem to be single player experiences. You know the draw you in with the um the law and whatnot. Yeah, I, but it's like I mean, although it wasn't technically done by Bethesda, it was done by Zenimax, the Elder Scrolls Online. That wasn't bad, but again, for, they Bethesda did Fallout seventy six, and that was a kind of a bit of a nightmare. Apparently, that's got a lot better now. But oh, it's got a lot better than what it did. To, what it did to yeah, but yeah. it's the, the first four into our open world multiplayer online open world game and you know it wasn't that great at launch but they've kind I, of learned from that I, but I feel like it's the, no the, surprise that Starfield is going to be a single player yeah the the problem is a lot of people who are soured with Elite at the moment are touting Starfield as the next big Elite game and it's like but the reason why Elite works so well is because you can join up with your friends and do stuff I yeah. think a lot of people are going to roll into Starfield and go, fuck, there's no multiplayer on this. Play yeah, the I game. I don't think Starfield is going to have the, 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 the depth vastness. that Elite had. Yeah. The vastness, because like I said, Elite had every single star you see on your map you could go to. Exactly. This is going to be a very tailored experience. It's, like it's, going to be very, it's going to be very squashed down, maybe 10, maybe 12 systems at the absolute most. Yeah. So, I mean, if it's, if it's procedurally generated, that'll be an interesting uh, I, I don't, I don't know how they'd be able to do that and keep the story going in a consistent way. Well, there'll probably be certain areas which will be, you know, designated as story areas that will, yeah. you know, be 
just back to the story, but it might be a case of, say, uh, do you remember Rogue Galaxy? Rebel, uh, Rebel Galaxy. Not Rogue Galaxy. Yeah, I, I've, I've got the first Whereas, you know, different playthroughs, you'd have your system names in different spaces, as it were, different yeah. orders. It would, I think it might be kind of like that. So you may have, say, one playthrough, you might have Alpha Centauri as the next destination but you next time you play it might be three or four dumps away rather than one yeah i i think that we're just going to struggle because everyone's going to be like yes this would be great and then it's just not going to be what we all wanted i, mean, I didn't i didn't get to the height with cyberpunk 2077 so I'm, i i picked that up on... i'm curious that because it's bethesda you know it's probably going to leave and it's probably going to release in a playable state yeah. rather well but yeah. there's going to be some you know the odd bug here and there maybe a game breaking bug but you've also got to think that now bethesda is owned by microsoft microsoft probably went hey you cannot release this with this many bugs in the game yeah it can't be the traditional bethesda shit it can't be the skyrim re-release 3.0 yeah i mean even with the skyrim super special edition and it's a super edition the special edition there's the same bugs are still there So there's a bug which kind of blocks off the um, uh, dragon shout acquisition. If you speak to a greybeard and he gives you this certain location, you go to the wall, get the shout, but the mission doesn't update to say you've got it. So you kind of soft lock the mission so you can't ask the greybeard again for an, for another shout. Yeah. Shout area. But that, that's the thing. That's the kind of shit that now that Microsoft own Bethesda's like um, like reigns. They can't really be doing that sort of shit. But... That's back on the that's back on the three sixty version. And do you know what the do you know what the fix was? Go on. You'd un you'd uninstall. I think it was either the Dragonborn or the Hearthfire DLC, because that error doesn't exist in the base game. You go back up to the Greybeards. Go. You so you you'd uninstall it, reinstall the DLC, load your game back up, go to the wall, then it would complete. That was the workaround. And those who had um, shitty internet, because me at the time was fucking diabolical. Yeah, uh, it took it, it just all that just to Carry get the mission to complete. But the weird thing is, although you'd have the shout, if you lay down the line, you could get the the grey birds would probably give you the same uh, destination again, and the game and the thing was soft lock again. <laughs> although the the problem was that the shout that the wall gave was also one of the um, it had something to do with the yeah no it's, it's no it's the Dragonborn it's the Dragonborn DLC one of the 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 three words you got in the Dragonborn DLC was the same words the War would have gave you in the base game, which was weird. Huh. Yeah. But yeah, so th- that's delays are not bad if they are fixing things. A delayed game is, you know. It's gonna be better than a game that's rushed out. Yeah, a delayed game is more preferable to a rushed out, broken game. Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven story really fucking good. Gameplay dog shit. It's it's getting better, but like I I have got like a quest on my main first playthrough that I cannot complete because it just won't. Is that the one where you try and jump through the window and it kind of pins you back so far? Uh, was that no, fixed? that that was the. Uh, that was the first area. 
that was my um that was like so remember my... you, i remember you clipping that on uh twitch a while back and you try and jump the window and you get like ping back like 800 meters yeah it, it was because for some reason the game didn't it, the mantling mechanics on that game is weird like jumping through a window is a lot harder to do than jumping and mantling and climbing up a wall sort of thing and yeah for some reason right. i just fucked the physics just enough where the game went okay i'm launching you it reminds of the old gta 4 days when you popped a car on the um the swings on the coast and just kind of pinged across the map yeah um so the is it while we're on um games that are delayed well i mean uh... the, i just might want to finish that off but the the uh, yeah, actual one I've got is they call them cyber psychos and they are literally like mentally unstable modded people so they have right. all these augmentations and stuff and one of them I can't do because the game hasn't given me the the message for the next area in the game and it doesn't show me the previous area because I quit the game between when I got the area and when the next message should have come through, I quit then and it didn't go, oh, well, you just need to go back to that area. It's not giving me that area and it's not giving me the message either. So, ah, so it's kind of soft locked in there. Yeah, so that mission is fucked. I can never complete that mission. I've completed the game. The game worked. And I, I think I got one of the better endings as well. Um, apparently, it's a really hard one to get and I got it first time. I'm like, okay. Um, so I'm interested to play through it again, that same character and go through it properly. Uh, but the, the just the like the the fact that the game came out so broken, yeah. uh, and it was delayed and delayed and delayed and delayed until they couldn't delay it anymore. Where if it's delayed, and it's for good reasons, like they try and make it work better, then I have no issues with it. So the next story is also a delay. So from Eurogamer.net, uh, Kerbal Space Program two has been delayed again uh so on pc it's now early 2023 and console uh will be later in the year probably 2024 i'd say well late 2023 probably so kerbal space program was first confirmed to be in development uh at gamescom 2019 where it's that they would prove a, a, a extremely optimistic the words extremely optimistic 2020 release date publisher prior division later adjusted it to fiscal 2021 sometime between april 2020 and march 21 and then pushed it back to autumn of 2021 that wasn't the end of the delays however as 2020 grew closer uh de developer incept games revealed that it made the decision to there to postpone the release yet again this time some nebulous point in 2022 uh, citing the immense technical and creative challenge of developing the sequel, and now Kerbal Space Program 2's release has been shifted once more. Well, it is a very technical game. Yeah. Uh, that's understandable, because though, for those who haven't played Kerbal Space Program, I suggest, I highly suggest you give it a go. I think it's on Game Pass as well, so I think you could just go... Yeah, I think, I think Sparks has been playing it on Game Pass PC. He's been asking me for some advice, and yeah, I'm not the best person to it's, ask him. It's, it's both that's... fun and infuriating. So essentially, you start off with basic equipment, do some stuff, get some science, unlock better tech, get yourself orbited around the starting planet, and then you're going to fly yourself out to the moon, do more science, come back, unlock more gear, go further out, 
Okay, come back, get a lot more bigger rockets to get further out, go back. That's essentially all it is. Yeah. But it's it's all done on a galactic scale where you know, you've got to make sure you have enough delta V to get to where you're going and to to get back. But the thing is that the further you go out, uh, you wanna be start you wanna start putting um antennas on your rocket so you can still still stay in contact with Kerbin. But if if, if you go out Far and farther and farther, you then need to start up a relay network to allow Kerbin to communicate with your spaceship. Say if you're over by Eve or if you're over by Gilly. Yeah, you need to because your antennas only work so far. And refueling platforms and all these extra things. I never got past having a, a capsule orbit the the Earth and never been retrieved. That's as far uh, the Moon. Uh, is, no, Kerbin even is what I got as far as. Um, yeah, I've done. I've done the moon landing on back. I haven't got to Minmus yet. I'm really fucking trying, but it's the con- console version is very inferior to the PC. Yeah, well, I mean it's limited hardware, and even it's I not struggle. So much, it's, not so, it's not so much. It's limited hardware. The, I mean, the, the base that Xbox One runs it well. It's just when you've got to be a bit more accurate with the cursor, and you got to do things at certain times, and you've got time limits to start your burns and shit it does get a bit um fiddly yeah I, i'm so like uh like completely into the game but so infuriated by it at the same time so yeah, i know all, i know all the, i know all the um technicality behind it yeah it's just on a con on a controller is a bit difficult although the xbox one version does have mouse and keyboard support oh, that's good so i might have to give that a go and see if i fare any better but yeah so, As you build the bigger rockets, the console version starts to struggle, especially when you get above uh, two hundred parts. My old my old PC used to chug. I haven't really tried it on this one. Uh, so announcing a fourth delay that will see the PC release move to uh, early twenty twenty three, and the Xbox PlayStation versions arriving at some unspecified point later in that same year. Um, Kill Space Program's creative director Nate Sis- uh, Simpson wrote. We are building a game of tremendous technological complexity. We are taking the additional time to ensure we hit the quality and level of polish it deserves. We remain focused on making Kerbal Space Program to perform uh, well on a variety of hardware and has amazing graphics with rich content. The fact that I said um, technological complexity, it makes me start thinking they might have some, you know, that comets or... Well, you never know. Other asteroids. Well, in, in the, the trailer, end. it... Because it was like playing in the background muted while I was just like listening to you talk about the original game. Um, it did show like space stations that be meteor strikes and stuff. So I mean that could be cool. Uh, Simpson mm. continued. We've built a spectacular team here at Intercept Games, a team that includes previously mentioned key members uh, from the development team by the original Kerbal Space Program. Uh, we have the perfect combination of experienced, passionate, and skilled developers to fully really realize. Uh, 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 realize the game's ambitious potential uh the game has proven controversial with more than just its slippery release date of course publisher pirate division cancelled its contract with the kerbal space program 2's now defunct original developer star theory games uh to move on to work to a specifically formed in-house studio which uh reportedly established by poaching star theory's team but that's all they wrote so yeah scale space program 2 are getting a delay i don't know if it'll come out for um the one five i don't think so with how i don't think it'll come out for xbox one or ps4 
I, I think I the I think the ambition... saying, saying how saying how ambitious it's going to be. Yeah. I don't expect it to be on old gen console. Nope. I don't expect it. I think that's getting super pushed onto current gen and not previous gen as they're now calling them. I still say it's next gen because not enough people have got them yet to. Well, yeah, it'd be best to do it on next gen because you can put that hardware to the test. Because mm-hmm. at the moment, both consoles consoles aren't really utilizing the full um, power of their consoles. Mm-hmm. So uh, another Eurogamer thing. Uh, Gears of War might be getting a Master Chief Collection type treatment. Ooh. Rumor has it that Gears of War Remastered Collection might be in the works. Though not remotely confirmed, so just take this with a proverbial bucket of salt for now until we're told anything more conclusive. Uh, journalist and podcaster Nick Baker said the Xbox era podcast that Microsoft's first party shoot franchise might be getting the Master Chief Collection style treatment. So essentially like a bundle deal, essentially. Yeah. A while back I said uh, another Microsoft franchise is getting the Master Chief type treatment. And I'm a firm belief that it's coming this year, Baker said, as spotted by our friends at VGC, adding, everyone has guessed it, prompting the co-host to say Gears, because it was on a podcast where he especially went out with this. Uh, it says, if you go back to November 2021, November 22, and look at Microsoft's big game output, uh, it could wind up being Halo, Gears, and Forza. If true, we'll suspect we'll find out next month of the Xbox Showcase. Watch this space, huh? So, yeah. So we have got this Microsoft Bethesda Showcase thing coming up next month. It's like the 17th of June. So um, that will definitely be reported on here because we are predominantly xbox and pc players uh there's very few of us that are actually uh playstation players so yeah that'll be cool we'll figure all that shit out um it's great that they're thinking of doing that because the only way to play the original games is one remaster of the first game uh Two backwards compatible games, well, three if you count Judgment in there as well, and then Gears 4 and Gears 5. And why they might they might not put Gears 4 and 5 in that remaster pack, in that collection, they will definitely do 1, 2, 3 in Judgment, I think. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, um, yeah, I can see that being a really interesting... Uh, Think I'd buy them again because I I do like Gears of War. Gears of War, Halo, uh, were like the two big franchises that grabbed me on Xbox. And then like the, the oh sorry, I'm, just, I'm, I'm, trying, I'm trying to think which Gears of, Gears of War I've played. I think I, I definitely played the first one. Um, I've played all. I think, of them. I, think I played the second. I can't remember if I played the third. I've not finished Judgment, but I have played one through five. Um, They are good games. It's just... I think with Judgment, it was a different studio. It was the guys who made um, Bulletstorm. And the story kind of suffered a little bit. Three was like the first one that was four-player co-op. And that was cool. Uh, It kind of sucked how the initially ended that trilogy as well and then 
4 and 5 are the new trilogy where spoiler alert for a game that was ages and ages and ages ago so in Gears of War 3 you defeat the Locust you definitively kill them off or you think you have uh, and then it turns out that they basically were forced into a cocoon protective state and they then re-emerged as uh, the hive the cord now but they're basically the locust again but uh, yeah a, a different evolved version of them um so like the new trilogy is very much about how the not necessarily the, the, the locusts don't necessarily um uh, have a, like a queen it's also weird because having read the books it feels like there are species from underground that um have always lived underground but then when you read into the actual canon reasoning behind what they are they're mutated like miners and stuff that basically made a weird underground um kind of thing and then they adopted a, a queen and became like a hive collective sort of thing it's very weird it's like there's i think there's like a disconnect on what the canon of gears of war is some say it's like this thing where the the emulsion that was living under a planet which was like a living organism that was poisoning people was mutating workers and stuff and that's where the, the locust came from but then like most of the games are saying that they always lived underground and they were there for hundreds and hundreds of thousands of years living underneath until the emulsion poisoning the uh their species was too much yeah and <clears throat> in gears of war 3 it's about building the machine that would destroy the the lambent as they're called which is the emulsion infected uh humans and locusts but at the end of that game, the because it, it was promised basically that they would try and cure or stop this from happening so that the locusts could carry on living underground peacefully and not come and attack. And um, they 100% knew that we were going to pull the trigger on this, but the bomb that went off that killed the emulsion actually um we're still tuned to the locust dna and it was one of those things where they couldn't actually tune it to not do that in time so it, it absolutely fucked over the the locust or so we thought and then gears 4 comes around and it gets something done So, it's uh, interesting. Yeah. Well, I'd, I'd love to um, play the original trilogy again. Because mm. it was fun. It was very dark and dingy, but it was also really very good storytelling. Um, speaking of good storytelling, so, as we all know, Dead Space... Uh, had been announced that they're remake of oh, the the Dead Space games, 
The first game is getting a remake. And um, they've now announced the release date for this remake. So the remake is set to be launched on January 27th of 2023. Uh, this is coming from notebookcheck.net. So it says, for all intents and purposes, the Dead Space franchise, as the name suggests, dead. Looking at the direction EA took Dead Space 3 by adding microtransactions for in-game crafting, uh, it isn't necessarily a bad thing. Also, can I just point out that Dead Space 3 had a lot of co-op psychological horror that only one of you saw? Yep. And that not being utilized and that was the ea fucking stamped on that and said no that's enough i mean know. i remember doing the co-op thing with a, with a friend and basically while you go into these psychosis horror fucking nightmare things you're just on his screen just standing still hmm. and that's what was cool about it. it was like that disconnect that was plaguing them both and it was meant to be a lot more there was meant to be a lot more like isaac would have mm. moments that happened it was all more mainly carver in the in the game yeah, remember, if, if you if you died in these psychosis um, hallucination events, your your character would just drop dead on his end. Hmm. Kind of kind of matrix kind of thing. You know, if you die in the matrix, you die in the real world kind of thing. Yeah, so I mean that's that's what was cool about it, and they they completely butchered it, and then they paywalled the final ending of the game. Yeah, which was a dick move. So that killed the series in a lot of people's eyes. I've never finished the game fully because I never played the DLC. Um, so it's, anyway, we'll carry on with this because I'm, I'm rambling a bit. However, the original Dead Space, an outstanding game that redefined the horror genre, was slated to get a fresh coat of paint and an entirely new engine. Now, EA has finally announced the game will be available for purchase on the 27th of January 2023 for PC, PS5, and Xbox Series X and S. Uh, the new engine is rumoured to be the Frostbite engine. Just Ooh. to throw that out there. The hour-long developer stream also showcase snippets of gameplay, several visual improvements uh, that the remaster has in store. Is it a remake or remaster? You're saying it in both sides. <sighs> Recapturing the essence of the game launched in 20, uh, 2008 even can be a, trad, uh, a tad tricky. But developers seem to have done a solid job with it uh, with the Dead Space remake. The new engine opens up new possibilities for decking up the USG Ishimura in a never before seen ways. So I'm guessing that'd be like things like ray tracing then. Oh, I mean, yeah, the game was very dark and that. You imagine it just real time, realistic shadows, and um, I, I, I kind of touched on it with the Minecraft thing as well. But it's it's real time reflections as well. That's what I forgot to add last time. That's what ray tracing adds as well. Real time reflections and lighting. So. Um, imagine you're walking down the, the deck of the Ishimura where it's like glass panelled and you can see the reflection of you in it but you, then your light's also reflecting off it and casting realistic shadows then Necromorph comes down and as he stumbles towards you like his shadow is getting cast in all different ways because he's creating realistic shadows and you see his reflection in the glass as well yeah that would be so much more atmospheric the game was fucking atmospheric to begin with, but holy shit, that would be so cool. And that's why I need to finish this off. Uh, 
One can only hope Motive Studios improves upon some of the most more, uh, more annoying aspects of the game, such as the painstakingly difficult turret part that forced several console players uh, to abandon the game due to its difficulty. What what turret part? Uh, where the meteors were coming, and you had you had to like uh, remotely take hold of the uh, guns to fire at the meteorites while um, fuck, what was her name now? The the girl reprogrammed them and re bypassed them. So they'd be automatic again. Kendra. Wait, wait a second. I'm going to quickly load up YouTube quickly. Just to see. Um... Yeah, so you had to run across the top of the ship and there was like uh, waves of pressure coming across that would kill you if you were like fiery waves of pressure across the top of the USD tomorrow. So you had to get to the turret emplacement to start shooting out the, the asteroids and stuff that were coming towards the ship. Because for some reason, it caused like a meteorite storm that washed over the ship. And if you didn't have this one gun firing, it would destroy the ship. So I'm just quickly running through the um, thing now. Yeah, you had to like take cover behind parts of the ship. Is this wave, pressure so, wave. It's like, this guy's currently running over an asteroid, which was lodged in somewhere. Oh, no, that's way ages that's how to put a beacon on the asteroid am I... yeah and then you launch it out to space no that's that's later in the game Me, oh meteor shower hang on I mean I don't think I even struggled with this uh, I probably had two I know you've I know it's, you had to um stand behind certain things to avoid getting slapped by meteors like kind of Star Wars Alakas um going down the trench to the uh the hole kind of thing, hiding behind a barrier so you don't get That's blasted the section. I've just posted it in the um in the thing. The screenshot alone gives you away what the fuck it was. Hang on. Uh, is, that, is it in the podcast? Yeah. I think that's the one I'm watching now actually. Because <laughs> he runs down the, the the like the the spine of the ship to get to this turret. And then you you fight through all this. And there's one later on where you have to fight like a slug boss that's stuck to the side of the ship as well. You know, I don't think I struggled with this, to be fair. I think I did a little well, bit. Yeah, I may have died a couple of times, but yeah. once I knew... Because the meteors all come back in the same... Yeah, it's the same pattern. You once you like, figure the pattern. The pattern and yeah. It, I, it was such a... I don't know. I think people just didn't have patience for it. But yeah, so the game's coming out next year. It's going to be fucking awesome. Um, and I'm going to get that. I'm 100% going to buy that game again. I don't care that it's a remake. Or, or remaster, sorry. But it's not going to be remastered because they already said they were going to add in sections that wasn't in the original. That they didn't have the processing power or time to add in. So it's more of a remake than it is a remaster. And I hope they do a, a fully decent job of being a remake. So it looks and feels just as scary and pants-shittingly hard as um, everyone remembers it to be. Because I, I fucking love that game. It's one of my favourite series that annoys the piss out of me. 
Um, speaking of annoying the piss out of people, hey, do you remember Fall Guys? That um, obstacle course elimination game? Vaguely, yeah. It's coming to uh, the Xbox in June and Switch, and it'll be free to play. I might look into that. I might look into that. I've got it on Steam. It's okay. It's just... I don't know. I don't know if, if, if it's too little too late. Maybe it'll be... Well, is it a year or two old now, isn't it? So it's like two years old. It definitely came out during lockdown the first time, I think. I mean, but then if you think about it, how how popular um, Among Us got after a few YouTubers started streaming it again. That got a massive attraction, then it died off again, didn't it? Yeah, well, Four Guys was the other way around. It started off really strong and then fell off. So... I don't know. Um, right. Let's get this ball rolling into the uh, fucky A section. Because, well, yeah. in, this, uh, in this case, not so much. No, fuck EA, because they are fucked. Uh, fucked EA. Fucked EA. So why are we saying that EA are fucked? Well, uh, EA have recently refused the costs of the FIFA license to market the next FIFA game. They've still got the contractual terms for FIFA 23, but belong, belong? beyond that, they're going to market their own sports called, called EA Sports FC. Because FIFA also want in on the pudding that is, you know... The football franchise and get loads and loads and loads and loads of money. Yeah. So as we all know, FIFA's golden child, as it were, of F- FIFA Ultimate Team. They, they probably still will do, but they can't call it FIFA anymore because they don't own the license and the right. They won't own the own the license or the rights to it until after, after the next FIFA game. Holy shit! Okay, I'm just I'm, I'm having a little look into it while I'm. You're talking about this. Do so South send... is on YouTube. Do South. Like the whole thing apparently is on YouTube. That's not surprising. Because oh you can, my you can god, find... it is. No, I mean, it's like, it's the proper, it's the proper fucking, like, it's official. They've just released it all. I'm subscribing to Do South HD. Holy shit. <laughs> It's all here! It's all here! Holy shit! There's a call for you from Chicago. And that's... Whoops. It just (laughs) auto-played. So, that's cool. I I recommend that. I'm sorry for the tangent there. To be fair, I don't give a fuck that FIFA is going to go to a different company. EA have been a monopolizing fuck waffle for years with this. Throwing microtransactions and knobbery into it. I think um, the reason why um, FIFA gone, you know what, we're going to raise the price because you're making too much money from it. And FIFA's gone like, yeah. EA's gone, yeah, no, we're good, thanks. Yeah, it's like, you'll we'll make co- our own game, make our own money, don't have to give anything to you, you bastards. Yeah, it's like, EA, up in the price for the contract. EA are, are like, oh, that's cutting into our profits. Nope. We'd rather. Yeah, not. Fu- yeah, I did start my fucking cancer. Yeah, so fuck them, fuck EA. I don't give a shit. What's, what's more, what's more surprising, really, that the fact that EA are no longer going to have the license to FIFA is the fact that, um, was it uh, Take Two, who do the um, other side of sports, so basketball, NBA, yeah. NFL, yeah, 
you know, American football. They haven't um, given any plans to discuss the FIFA acquisition, which is quite surprising. Are, are they confirmed having acquired? They haven't. Um, they haven't. Dis- they haven't. They've got to discuss whether they're going to acquire FIFA or not. Hmm. They've been very hush hush about it. So I think they've got. If it. they don't go for it, that's going to be very surprising. Yeah. So isn't isn't like the next non FIFA EA football game going to be like EA football or something like that? They're going to EA sport EA Sports FC. Yeah. So they're not done milking the football franchise. They probably won't be allowed to have license. Uh, like teams. I said, they've got the contract for FIFA twenty twenty three, and then beyond that, they won't be able to um, use oh, the word God. FIFA. You what? So they won't be able to, they won't be able to use the, they won't be able to use uh, FIFA World Cup in their game because yeah. it's a licensed um, subsidiary of FIFA, obviously. But uh, would they be able to license the teams and the likenesses and the names? Uh, as far as I'm aware, they can still use the teams, like our. Um, I, re- I remember Pro Evolution Soccer kind of thing, but yeah, but Pro so... Evo had um, like all the characters' names were different. I think they, they could have the club names and the shirt colors, but they couldn't because I remember playing International Superstar Deluxe. And I think the case of um, so for example, so have the license. Tottenham would probably be like um, London Southeast or something like that. Or... Yeah. Or Bottenham or something like that. They 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 would change the name just enough, and then it'd be like. Uh, instead of David Beckham, for instance, it would be uh, David Beckham. Yeah. Do you know what my favourite team is? It's got to be um, Coldingham Cold Cold Spike. You know, Tottenham Hotspur. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like EA will be like, look, this is. It's like people want, we want FIFA, and then EA will be like, look, we have FIFA at home, and it's this is fucking. That's, that's how I fucking mean. Yeah. FIFA, you got FIFA at home. FIFA at home. FIFA at home is it like. Honestly, I I think because how they've done it, because people are so familiar with the FIFA brand, they're gonna say that's not FIFA, that's FIFA. Hmm. And go to actual, go to the people actually actually the company actually buys FIFA the uh, the contract for FIFA. Yeah. Yeah, we're like, where's all our players? I I I really want that to happen. I really want EA to take a fucking good kick in the balls for this, because. They are shisty as fuck when it comes to stuff like this. So for them to lose I mean, this... Battlefront 2 was obviously so obvious of what they were trying to do. Yeah, that was like, hey, we Looking want Looking bloody high renowned Star Wars characters behind a like a 90-hour fucking grind. Are you kidding me? Yeah, Mr. Krabs was fucking jizzing his pants over this marketing strategy. Yay, I like money. Yay, yay, yay likes money. I like money. Yay, then, yay. Yeah, that's, that's... Wasn't didn't they fucking? They it's like oh we hear we hear our play base loud and clear. We've cut the the half the cost of the fucking sort of the character and they yeah, half the fucking the, rewards. So yeah, they half the XP the and the reward for unlocking them. So, so the the grind was still the fucking same. Yeah, it was it was just like you fuckers, man. So like, okay, we've we've cut the half, <laughs> cut the, the characters in half. Oh, well done. And we've also cut the rewards back. Like, wait, fucking what? <laughs> so a 90 hour grind is still a 90 hour grind oh yeah it's it's, it's a load of balls holy fucking EA this is why the gaming industry needs fucking regulated it's long overdue well I think that's the thing uh, it's, it's going to be 
what you call it? It's gonna it's gonna cost them. Oh yeah, then they're losing the the FIFA license. It's gonna cost them big, big time because they haven't got their golden goose anymore. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, if so people we... still associate EA Sports FC with FIFA, and then we're fucking doomed. Well, it, it depends on if EA can give a better experience than the two K. Uh, FIFA game. If the two K FIFA game is better, people will jump ship like motherfuckers. Yeah, but you know, we you know, EA can't because don't forget they fucking copy and paste the same fucking FIFA game for the last five, three, four years on, on the Switch. Yeah, a hundred percent. And that, that's the point. They they're gonna shist it up and they're gonna fail hard and be like, but why? It's like we so that meme where the guy shoots somebody and it's like, but why did you make me do this? And that'll be them. It'll be like. But why did you make us kill the football game for a year? And it's like, well, we didn't. You just decided that you were going to milk it for every fucking drop of money you could get. And then when it came too expensive for you, you fucked it up. And now you're wondering where this money's gone. But um, yeah, fuck it. Let's let's just like spin out the last few because we, we've hit two hours and 20. And... Yeah, and we started late as well. Yeah. Like twenty five to eleven uh, GMT. Let's we we cut this next one and just go on to the last two and then. Yeah, I'm reading through and it's quite um. Yeah, the, the, a bit, bit bit sensitive. We'll cut that out then. Fuck it, it's fine. We don't need that one. So uh, this one's quite a quick one. Uh, Robocop and in brackets the good one, is coming to Fortnite as a skin. Yes. Uh, well, considering that they've had Kratos, Master Chief, uh, Chung Li. Ryu, Guile, <laughs> uh, Deadpool, half the Marvel characters. Okay, but saying that, how many? I think Terminator turned up as kids well. Kids that play, how many kids that play uh, Fortnite? Who know who the fuck Robocop is? Well, that's the thing though. It's not that's not aimed at them. It's aimed at us. Um, the fact that Terminator has been in there as well, and Sarah Connor, and it's like, how do you know who this is, kid? They don't, and. I think that's cool. I think that they're appealing to their older player base as well as the younger player base. So the younger player base get the fucking bright LSD fucking sugar trip uh, characters and we get the oh, I've got Master yeah. Chief. I've got building the, build another t- building the other tower in like five seconds but yeah. Yeah. Well, there's no build mode now so they don't. Yeah, which is I think was a good choice. On their end. It, it divides the skill players versus the build players. Because the build players who are skilled at building will outdo you most times on combat because they'll just build around you until you get confused where they are. Uh, skilled players... If they build above you and then start building platforms, all you got to do is just break the bottom platform and the whole thing comes no, fucking crashing the, down. The thing is, though, they're dickheads for like building... Uh, this is why Cranking Knight is coming from, where they, they'll just build an instant, like a, a box... Then go up and go over, so you have to destroy four walls and a ramp to kill this fucking structure they're building. But by that time, they've already connected on the ground on the other side and are coming for your ass. So it's like, unless you have an explosive, you aren't really winning that fight by dropping them down back to your level. Whereas the no build mode, like you can still destroy everything, um, but it makes you more aware of cover and using. It's cover more, you're rock. more, you're more even footing. <clears throat> yeah. So rather than you building your cover, you have to find cover, which is more what I like about PUBG. But because it's more fast-paced, the disconnect for me in the zero build mode is not 
being able to um, always make sure I'm not committing to something daft and then getting overstretched, whereas PUBG is very methodical. Um, Fortnite isn't as methodical when it's no build mode. It plays more like PUBG, but you still have the like ridiculous movement and the third person over the shoulder and um people will just fucking zero you out quite quickly if you are giving them any sign of like fuck uppery and that that's the thing with that game it's it's fun until you meet somebody who's really fucking good at the game and then they just shit all over you mm-hmm. um but yeah so like zero build mode is a very good thing uh it does divide the player base yes but for people like us who don't give a shit about building things it's not yeah, a bad thing it allows people who want to work play a certain mode can play a certain mode yeah and apparently the numbers went through you want to build mode. play the build mode you want to be more strategic play the strategic mode yeah because when the when the first like two i think it's like two weeks this happened in and stayed for you could not build at all regardless there was like no uh, mode unless you went creative, but then that's not you playing competitively creative. That's playing competitive uh, creatively. So the the build mode had gone for two weeks, and it drove so many people back to the game. Numbers were like a lot higher because people wanted to try this out and see what the difference was. Uh, if only PUBG listened to their fucking crowd and listened to what we were asking them to do. They might still be more relevant, but the fact that um, Fortnite were willing to take this risk and and paid off is a testament to them always keeping an eye on the ball. And speaking of keeping an eye on the ball, in the last topic of the evening, uh, this comes from ngadget.com. Stardew Valley has now sold more than 20 million copies. It's impressive for an indie developer. Mm-hmm. Well, for my developers, it's actually just one person for a game. The six, uh, so it says here, six years after its initial release, Stardew Valley has sold more than 20 million copies. Creator Eric Barone uh, shared the news of his accomplishment in an update posted to the game's press site and an interview with PC Gamer. 20 million copies milestone is really amazing he told the outlet what's more impressive uh is the increasing pace of stardew valley's sales it took four years for the game to sell its first 10 million since september 2021 it sold around 5 million units the average daily sales of stardew valley are higher today than any point previously Brown said I'm not exactly sure why that is. My hope is the game is just continuing to spread via word of mouth and that more people are playing it. More people will share the game uh, and the more people will share the game with their friends. Rowan told PC Gamer he has planned to continue working on Stardew Valley but is now primarily focused on the Haunted Chocolatier game, the new action RPG he announced last fall. It says, ultimately I have to follow my heart or else quality of content will suffer, he said. 20 million copies sold is an impressive uh, feat for any game, let alone a single person developed. Brown began working on Stardew Valley after graduating computer science degree from the University of Washington, Tacoma. He found 
that he couldn't land his position in his field following the 20, uh, 2008 financial crisis, so he started developing the game to hone his craft. He then spent the next four years working on the project before finally releasing Stardew Valley at the start of 2016. Bloomberg journalist Jason Schreier documents the entire saga in the excellent 2017 book uh, Blood, Sweat and Pixels. So there was a different website that I found that they said that um, it had sold I think it was like Eurogamer was it really? Uh, it said that it was like like 10 million on PC and the rest was console and everything else. Mm-hmm. So, it's impressive numbers for a game that literally was um, originally a one-man game. And the the fact that, like, that's crazy. So, uh, I, I enjoy Stardew Valley. We all have got a soft spot for Stardew Valley and the Spartans, I think, at this point. Um, because it's so charming. Uh, and it is, it is what you make of it, mostly, as well. So that's great. Um, so that's great. I, I, I think 20 million copies is great. It's going to sell loads more. It's going to be up there. And I think... Even though he, he he's going to do the Haunted Chocolatier, and it's going to be a great game as well, I think that's on my get list as well. That is, yep. I, I always think that he is going to keep coming back and adding a little bit more Stardew Valley when he wants to because he has. He's like last year or earlier this year, I think he added an update where he added more things to the game. And this game's six years old and he's still supporting that game, so that's crazy. I mean, they're, they're I mean, it's, only a, it's only about a year or so ago he added um multiplayer, wasn't it? Yeah, he had a multiplayer. Uh, oh, the island, the fucking island. From, oh, Ginger Island, yeah. yeah. Ginger Island was added, like, beginning of this year or last year? Late last year? The beginning of last year, I believe. It was, um... Because I know the multiplayer was 2020. islands, which you unlock after you've done the... I think after you've done the community centre, I think. Yeah. So you speak the, to the fish, the fisherman, Willie, and he goes, right. oh... I've got this boat yeah, on the will take, take you to the island. Yeah, you fix up his boat and then he'll take you to the island. Um, mm. So, yeah, so 2020 was the multiplayer thing, because I remember during lockdown we got to play multiplayer... <laughs> That was great. And then, yeah, Ginger Island was 21. So, that's great. Considering the game never intended to be multiplayer when it first came out, he never, ever intended it to be multiplayer. And now it's multiplayer. It has a whole new island as well. And the content in the game is fucking ridiculous. You can put hundreds of hours into the game. I personally put that on the Switch alone, I think. And then the Xbox I've put in close to that as well. So I've put like two or three hundred hours in to both versions of the game. I'll tell you how much I've put in. Uh, I can do it on my phone. Well, my other phone. But it's just such a, a fun uh, game. And and that's that's what the point of the thing is. If it's not fun... You're not going to support it. And you're not going to play it. And the fact that, like, the dating element of it is cool, the combat element of it is cool, the farming simulator part of it's cool, 
the social simulations great yeah. i thought uh, i put in i thought i put in more than that i've done 230 hours since i've had it so i can go to all software oh no no i'm, I'm just looking at the um the other at the stats uh i've shipped seven thousand crops <laughs> i know your number for this is gonna be very very low i have caught 1600 fish fuck you <laughs> I've killed 6,300 monsters. I've got nine good friends. I've foraged 6,600 items. And I've mined nearly 10,500 ores. And total gold earned 470.6 million. Damn. How do I find out these stats on the app? If you go to you go to your achievement page, if you're using the Xbox Smart Glass, then go down to choose the game, then you go to stats. Gotta find it. So on, on Switch, I've played over 140 hours. So I can so I, I compare I compare you. I've played for four days, 16 hours, and 41 minutes on. Uh... Oh, I was comparing uh, achievements. Don't want to do that. So I've earned 4.9 million gold. Uh, I've crop shipped 2,450 crops. Uh, I've foraged 2,365 uh, items. I've mined 5,270 ore. Uh, I've killed 4,795 uh, monsters. I've got one good friend. And I've fished 231 fish. That's not bad. <laughs> yeah, but that's the Xbox version, man. That's fucking... I yeah, I'm saying that's not, that's not bad. So, four days. Fucking hell... 96 hours, give or take. So yeah, I've played the game for over 230 hours, all in all. It's about the same as me, though. So yeah, it's it's a very fucking fun game. So, I, I, credit where credit's due, this guy did a really fucking good job of it. And um, yeah, we were praising the shit out of him. So, okay, we're, we're going to have to wrap this up, because we're two and a half hours in now. This this one was the one we thought we're gonna we're going to not have enough fucking time to fill because we didn't have enough topics and here we are <laughs> two and a half hours yeah still 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 chatting away all right let's wrap this shit up so we can go home and by go home i mean edit and put this up go ahead. yeah so if you want to send me a message you can reach me on twitter at dolphin rapture i'll entertain most questions as long as it's not political racist or he's still there Religious, yeah, okay. I was thinking of the last one. He Religious, paused. political, or racist. Uh, started Bauer earlier. She's got to be up early. So you can reach her on Twitter as well at Stardust2118. Same questions apply. Nothing religious, nothing, religious, nothing racist, nothing political. Uh, Jazzy Bauer earlier as well. You can find her on Twitch at Princess Jazze. Yeah, um, uh, they are also under. Fuck, what is their Twitters? I can't think of Rikishi. Uh, yeah, Rikishi, Rikishi underscore 96 for Jazzy on Twitter. And the guy who presses records, wherever you may, the fuck you may find, Lost G1985. Ew.
Also, if you don't want to send us messages individually, we do actually have a Twitter handle for the Spartans of Madalas podcast. You can send us your questions at SIP Podcast Crew. So that's big S, small I, big P, then lowercase podcast crew. Mm-hmm. And if you're listening to us through the Anchor app, you can record a voice message to us and we can put it in live, but not quite live on our next podcast. Yeah. Uh, if you are a Spotify listener, we will be later on putting a question out for you to answer. And if you want to start your own podcast up, the Anchor app is also a good choice. It, all you need is a recording device and it basically compresses, does everything it needs to and it pops, puts it out on all populated um, podcasts. So Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Uh, also, I'll just point out that if you do not have the access of a computer uh, and you have friends to hand, you can just record it off your phone using the app. Or if they have the app as well and they are not local, you can conference call it and record it that way too. Which is how we do. I use, we use Discord for this and Loz literally just records the audio, compresses, uploads, boom, done. Yeah. Whereas you could do it straight through the app if you didn't want to do it. But that means everyone has to have a copy of the app and then you, you're down to your phone's uh individual microphones to sounding good or sounding bad yeah so uh, yeah that that has been episode 104 104 yeah hopefully we'll have um both sparky and lala next podcast it would be lovely to have them on again yeah yeah i, I know sparky's been fucking knackered with everything recently. well yeah true and you know, Lala's doing other things. But hey, we've, we've only got like a month and a bit until the six weeks holidays comes up for school. So that means college will shut down, which means Sparky will be free more often. And school will close down, so it means Lala will be uh, more available as well. So we well, she hasn't got any um work to do. Yeah. More school work, I suppose. But, but it just means that she doesn't have to worry, and they don't have to worry so much about, oh, I've got to get up for work tomorrow, I've got this to do tomorrow, and I'm going to be fucking bored. Well, all, so. all the deadlines and whatnot. Yeah, so it gives them a bit more freedom to come and join us um and that's great i mean that's what we want so um yeah well this is the sign off thank you very much for coming to listen today uh and yeah we'll catch you all next time thank you very much Bye. goodbye